Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two bestest friends, Damler and Elliot. Woo! Woo. Are we ready? We We've are. We've got to be ready. And are we? Perhaps. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Actually, probably not looking at the state of my notes, but hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. Have you uh, recharged on the rift, as it were, for series? Well, we're midway through series at the minute. Not quite series four yet but not quite series four i've got some mango squash we're doing good i've got well i had diet coke i've just finished it uh i now just have water because i'm basic in my hydro flask also basic a regular anyway, cake moss that marketing for cake moss on diet coke though like side note is actually genius like it's actually really good it's been like the face of diet coke for ages it's it's just great it's just great because she's like i love coke and it's like we know you do it's great Anyway, <laughs> uh, hashtag not spawn. Um, so today we are talking about Torture Series 2. And no, we're not in person this time because last time we were, sad face. Yeah. Um, although the production quality and the energy levels will no doubt be high for Series 2. 
Oh my god, yeah. I won't have gone without 24 hours of sleep. No, but literally, it's actually mad to me how it's nearly, not nearly, but almost a week to the day that we recorded the last one. And so much has happened since. And it's good fucking efficient timing of us. But yeah, I can't remember if I said during series one, but I was running on about two hours of sleep um, after a full day of traveling. So that was really fun. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. I was falling asleep while recording it, but I'm I'm here. I've got the energy. And we've got mics this time. Imagine. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Ha! <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He never does. Um... I actually did go back and listen to the Tortured Series 1 episode and every uh, just the audio quality makes me shiver. It makes me truly shiver. It's like, but you know what? The vibes were there, so it's fine. Um, but anyway, we are here. We're queer. So is this fucking show. My God. And before we get into all of that, first of all, grab a cup of tea or your drink of choice. Get a snack. Get comfy because this is a bumper length episode it's going to be a mammoth but before before we go into any more of that god i'm floundering elliot what have we got god damn it help me <laughs> i think what she's trying to do ladies and gentlemen is set up the link for three males yeah i am yep imagine that's exactly what i was trying to do <laughs> well come walk with me to three male corner oh we're here here we go that wasn't Hurry up, Elliot. Come on, fucking hell. Jesus. Jesus. It's worse every time. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's quite the walk. But we're here. Time to listen to some of you wonderful people who emailed in to us. Yes. Our first email goes as follows. Hi there. Just wanted to add my relatively medium-sized email and say you guys make my time absolutely fly-by at work. I was very much, and still am, two decades later, a Doctor Who child. Also, want to give a lot of love uh, from a trans woman who doesn't see many people supporting mermaids lately. You're all the best. But no, thank you. You're the best. And thank you to anybody who donated to that. It closed today, so we had a very nice email from mermaids. It was very good. Yeah, thank you so much for anyone who did donate. And, like, you know, we're always going to uplift causes wherever we can. Not that we're, like, we have you know we can reach millions of people but you know even if it's a few people my question is this i noticed you guys are doing the series three finale next oh delays dithering delays 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 that's why we tried to get it in here we not missed you too much uh i remember the doctor who books i read as a kid particularly the story of martha which told us what happened in the year that never was it was written by the brilliant dan abner also wrote alien isolation and far too much warhammer don't know warhammer do know alien isolation brilliant game so fair play dan good writer um but i wanted to ask if you guys had any favorite doctor who books and if so which ones are your favorite I keep being awesome love anna interesting i've just looked up the story of Martha. Never even knew that was a thing. Absolutely will be listening to that. Thank you so much for that recommendation. Genuinely, like, didn't know that was a thing. So thank you for the heads up. Absolutely will be checking that out. But yeah, so in terms of Doctor Who books and stories, we've definitely answered this kind of thing before, but uh, the only one I kind of remember reading was, there was one about a ship. Is it the ghost ship or something? I don't know. It's, it was. I had a lot of Ten and Rose books, obviously, because I'm a stan the stone rose was a big one uh but elliot and i we definitely want to do some dedicated episodes in the future about doctor who books so like the ruby's curse 
by Alex Kingston, for example. The Writer's Tale, wink, 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 wink. Um, and Target novels, things like that. Target novels, uh, maybe you know some of the yeah, so like some of the novelizations of certain episodes. Who knows? Elliot, what stuff have you read? Haven't read? Thoughts, feelings? None. There you go. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never read a Doctor Who book in my life. Sorry, everybody. Fake we will man. be though. We will I, be though. Yeah, saw loads of other kids have them. Never had them myself. However, I did used to get a Doctor Who annual every year, so maybe that counts. And I still do. Last Christmas, my mom got me the Doctor Who annual for twenty twenty two. Well, no, I used to buy them because I remember when they started going into like bargain bins at HMV, and I was like, "Well, I'll take that." Um, did I ever read one? Absolutely not. Absolutely we'd, not. We'd always get an annual at Christmas, and now that we're like all, you know, in our twenties and thirties, my mom still buys us annuals. That's adorable. That yeah. is adorable. But either way, thanks for your email. Wonderful email as always. Thanks, Anna. And I realised when I butchered, butchered your name, it's because I was trying to be American and I was going to say Anna, but I didn't. Anyway, lots of love. <laughs> and the next email goes as follows. Hello to both of you. I am fairly new, so I've only been listening for a couple of weeks now, but I work nights and it has made otherwise boring shifts much more enjoyable. Thanks to your podcast. And while I don't always agree with your opinions, ha, I still have a great time listening. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be surprising the amount of people who email us tell us that our opinions are wrong. Um, <laughs> my yeah. question for you both is, what is your favourite regeneration scene? I love a question. I always love a question. Um, I've said it before, I'll say it again, my favourite regeneration is the Ninth Doctor's regeneration. Close second is Jodie's. Elliot, what about you, babe? Um, I would say I either I've either got to go original and original and best first doctors and kind of love how missing it is. You know, it's kind of you can only see it in kind of mid quality. You know, you don't get the full lead up to that happening because that only that clip exists, and I quite like the mystery surrounding that. Um, or I like the weird avant gardeness of. The second Doctor's regeneration. Does he regenerate? Is there a season 6B? Who knows? But I like that his head just kind of spins around because they hadn't cast on Pertwee yet. Good stuff. So fun. I love that as well. I think it's really good. Yeah, there's, there's season 6B. is the whole thing. We'll get into it one day. I will say, uh, honourable mention, I love the husk, the dry husk of the fourth Doctor turning into Peter Davison. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, it turns Tom Baker into a sort of paper, papier-mâché mould of a man. Into sort of Peter Davison with like husky bits on his face, then just Peter Davison. Husk, good word. Husk, they're all pretty good though, to be fair. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, uh, has there been a bad regeneration? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it was Eleventh Doctor's one. But you know how we feel about that. And the Sixth Doctor's. Yeah, let's let's not let's not yeah. let's actually not. And the Seventh kind of. But anyway, yeah, yeah anywho, it's fine. Anywho, anywho. Uh, Anywho, we love a tear, Sarah Jane. All good stuff. Anyway, thank you. Keep up the great work. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Jack, I can't say it because I don't want to give away your privacy, but love your last name, by the way. And our final one here goes as follows. Dear Damla and Elliot, I love your podcast. I discovered you on TikTok and immediately subscribed. I'm up to the episode The Idiot's Lantern, and I'll probably repeat the whole series once I've caught up. Oh. When... <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it is very sweet. Thank you. When my daughter was young, we would watch the new Doctor Who series and we loved it so much. I love listening to your podcast and hearing the impact Doctor Who has had on your life. 
especially how it promotes the girls, the gays, and the theys. When I was a girl, I did feel like science fiction was gatekept by the boys, and I'm so happy it's become so much more accessible. I hope to buy or stream the classic series when you start to watch that, so I can experience it along with you. All the best. And this is my favourite name of all time, Penny Joe. That That's a companion name. Yeah. Do you know what it I mean? Is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Penny, I love you so much. Be my best friend, please. Um, also, you just sound like an amazing parent. You sound like such an icon. I love that so much. What a wonderful, wonderful way to end 3 Mail Corner. Before we do, though, I want to just say one thing. Elliot, I didn't tell you I was going to say this. I just want to say it quickly. It's fine. Can I say thank you to Penny, though? Thank yes, you, you can. No, say thank you to Penny. <laughs> Sorry. Say thank you to Penny. That's okay. Thank you. She doesn't want me to because you're best friends now. But thank yeah, you, Penny. Exactly. Uh, I hope you enjoy the classic series. I'm gatekeeping you, Penny. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, before, where we always say, you know, guys, email in, send us an email. We don't always expect just praise. I just want to clarify that that's not, Female Corner isn't just like, oh, we want to hear people, com- you know, con- saying how amazing you are. It's never, ever, ever that. It's just. No, um, don't take other emails as like the template you have to follow, right? There doesn't yes. have to be a question. There doesn't have yes. to be praise. It can be what you want. It's absolutely fine. Um, you know, so the only real requisite we have now is just, you know, length. Yeah. And even then, we started cutting those down. So, you know, it's fine. You, make your whole, make your email wholly original. I don't care. Yes, yeah, because so, I just, I've realised uh, the last few, it's kind of been, and again, we're not saying we don't appreciate praise or lovely words. We love all of you who email in. You're all wonderful. Um, it's just, you know, I just don't want anyone ever thinking it's us trying to, like, you know, feed into our egos or anything. That's yeah. never. Or that ever... you're not gonna you're not gonna get read out on the show if you don't email in being like, "This is the best yeah. thing I've ever heard." You know, it's 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 not that, but we appreciate it regardless. Should we talk about Torture Series Two, babe? <laughs> yeah, and for once, we don't have to be ready. Torchwood is ready. It is, but we'll say. Even though we are ready, we're ready, aren't we? I mean, Elliot, we're ready, oh, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, yeah, ready. Yeah. Before we get into it just want to say if if you, if you haven't checked it out or if you're thinking about it please feel free to check us out on patreon support the pod on patreon we're two queer creatives who frankly need money um <laughs> uh, no i'm joking but also not um feel free to check out the patreon guys we have fun on there we will always be free on there you can ask us messages on there message us on there and it directly supports us as two creatives trying to get by. So please, if you can, if you want to, no pressure whatsoever, check us out and, on Patreon. And at the moment, I will say exciting developments coming soon. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Very soon. But yeah, tortured baby. Ready. Yeah, <laughs> ready. <laughs> That's right, we're in 2008, bitches. We're here today to discuss Torchwood Series 2, which was aired in 2008. 2008, my goodness me. It feels like yesterday, but also 500 years ago. Wow. So, before I get into it, 
if you're not aware, if you're not familiar with how we do things here on a whole series breakdown, all our breakdown retrospective, we obviously are a Doctor Who podcast, so we talk about each Doctor Who episode. At the moment, we're doing New Who, as, you, as I'm sure you're aware if you listen to the podcast, and if you don't, that's what we do. Um, we also talk about the spin-offs here, as we are right now. So, you know, Torture Series 1, Sarah Jane Adventures Series 1, we... You know, we start off by discussing, having an overall discussion, and then we go into each episode, and then we do our standout moment, our favourite quotes, moments that didn't work, or what didn't work about the series, and then we do a ranking at the end. It's a bumper-length episode. Like I said, get snacks, my dudes. Get snacks. It's going to be a blast. I'm actually so excited. So, Elliot, my dear. For the listeners that don't know, so if you didn't listen to our Torture Series 1 overview, by all means, go and do that. Elliot, before we did this podcast, Elliot, you hadn't watched any Torture. You watched bits and bobs, but not anything concrete. You hadn't sat down and watched it, and you you enjoyed Torture Series 1, didn't you? For the most part, I enjoyed Torture Series 1. So... Series two. We're in series two, a new series, new era. We have come in series two. It actually beautifully follows on from the end of series three, which we just finished. If you want to go listen to that, by all means, do that. Um, Jack is back, fresh out of the series three finale. Overall, what are your thoughts and feelings? Well, to cause controversy with you up top... um... We definitely need to discuss some of this beforehand. It's it's a it's a it's a in my humble opinion, it's a much marked improvement on series one. Because even when it's a bit bloody and a bit flabby, I'm still having much more fun than series one. Don't know what it is, but I am. It's a good series of stupid sci-fi TV. Because like we said, we discussed it beforehand. Maybe I don't know. Shh, it's fine. Um. I actually prefer series one to series two. I'll be really honest with you. Wrap my head around it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just an unhinged piece of shit. And that's my truth. That is my truth. And I'm not going to be sorry about it. Um, I just feel like with series two, the word filler comes to mind. There's a lot of filler, in my opinion. And it's just like, oh. See, from, yeah. Whereas for me, this is the one that kind of felt... the This, this sort of fulfilled the... Actually, it's kind of just a, a sci-fi anthology show better than Series 1. Everyone felt like this really kind of boring, stretched-out, long story that had a couple of different things kind of peppered in. Whereas I like this approach to storytelling a lot more. It doesn't always work, but for the most part, I enjoyed sitting down each week and watching something new that had kind of character arcs, but I was still getting new content. Although there are some episodes in the middle that does a story arc and I was bored of it by the end. But we'll get to that. But I'm so glad, though, that you are still enjoying Torchwood because obviously that was my worry when we were talking about Series 1 because obviously I'm a Torchwood girly. I love Torchwood. Um, and I was just so worried that you weren't going to love it. And I'm glad that you're you really enjoy, you're really still enjoying yourself, which is great. I mean, uh, it's a rough start. Oh, I mean, look, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But... Overall, so I've got some points I wanted to make overall first. Okay, hit me. So, before we get into the episodes, because we're going to get into them quite quickly, because we have a lot to talk about. Um, 
I just think at this point, everyone needs to move out of Cardiff because this series, Cardiff takes a beating. Cardiff is the victim, this series. No, it's, just, it's like London, right? Like, you know, and you watch things and it's like, yeah, why don't anybody ever live in like London? It's like the hot spot for all of the the alien invasions and things like yeah. that. Or, you know, when you watch like Midsummer Murders, and you're like, why would you live yeah. there? There's a population of about 200 people and someone's been murdered every week. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it's like that. There. It is like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, overall thing about the cast, I want to say I think the cast, every single one of them are on top form this series. I think, I mean, they're always on top form. They're amazing actors, uh, all of them. Um, but, you know, this series especially, they're just like, wow. Took my Some some moments were like, took my breath away. I was like, wow, like you guys are amazing at what you do, you know? No, all of the writing is tighter. The writing yes. knows who the characters are and the actors know who the characters are. So the characters come back and all of their sort of things that made them slightly aggravating in the first series isn't really existent here except for one character. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, can, I think, no, I think we're going to disagree on who that character is, actually. Oh, um, do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Eek! Love that so much. Because um. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I definitely know who you're thinking about. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about another thing. So, I don't want to keep mentioning it every episode, so that's why I want to bring it up now. Jack and Gwen. I roll. I roll, I roll. So here's the thing. I love their friendship. Their relationship as friends is beautiful. It's complicated. It's beautiful. It feels like a brother and sister. And that's kind of how I want it to be. I was so sick and tired this series. Sick and bloody tired of the back teeth, darling, of all this nonsense. Why, why on earth haven't Jack and Yanto gotten more time because here's the thing as a fandom as a society who love jack and yanto i feel like i always forget how little of them we get we don't get a lot of them we really don't but we love them together and it's like so why have we given so much time to jack and gwen's weird fucking relationship over jack and yanto and it really pisses me off i don't like it you see because i can like buy the fact that like Gwen and Jack have a sort of mutual like sexual attraction, but there's lots of times when they call it like love. It's weird. I'm like, I don't. Is it really? I don't. I thought we kind of nipped that in the bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, they kind of. Well, we haven't. Uh, you know, I I'm not gonna say what I think about the episode in general, but you know, the wedding episode, that kind of bit at the end where they're dancing is really like you know. You're trying to go for this kind of grand, like, lost love story here. And, I mean, it's not really been present. Yeah, like, I'm letting you go now. And it's like, but did you even have her at the start? No, you didn't. Yeah, so, it's just kind of strange. Um, I'm glad they kind of, you know, there's sort of the, the, the sort of the sluttiness takes a bit of a back step. Because yes. in the first series, you know, Gwen's sleeping with everybody on the team, but also the team's like sleeping with everybody. You know, Tosh has got like a gay fling, and everybody's got like a gay fling going on. But I like that it all kind of brings it all a bit more internal in this series. You've obviously got Owen and, and Tosh's thing going on. You, I mean, I, I, for two thousand eight, there's quite a you know quite a sort of not graphic, but quite a uh, an in depth scene of Yanto and Jack getting it on, baby, fucking in the office. You know? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, fuck, just fucking in the yeah. office. You could just say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like it. It all feels a lot more involved than interconnected. Um, but that piece of it, that kind of Jack and Gwen tension, just doesn't really 
fit. I need it expeditiously off my screen. I don't want to see it anymore. I've had enough. I and uh, thankfully, and it's not really a spoiler, but we at, after the wedding episode and beyond in the show, it's no longer existent. So that's fine. I just wanted to mention it now. So in every episode, I'm like, oh, you know that scene between Gwen and Jack? Boring. Like, I just want to get it over and yeah. done with. No, no, I agree. And then in terms of other relationships, which I will bring up in episodes, I just want to talk about it overall. Elliot, my love, I want to get your thoughts on something. Uh, Owen and Tosh, what are you saying? What are you thinking? What's the deal? Uh, no, really, really nice. Really lovely relationship. Um, it's beautifully complicated, isn't it? Yeah, like I like seeing it. I like seeing it blossom, um, and there's some stuff that still confuses me slightly. But yes, it's very nice. yes, it's very very nice. I feel the same as you. My only thing though is that sometimes it's like Tosh, you deserve better, my darling, because you are that bitch. Mm. My God, Tosh eats this series anyway. I think there is some there is some crucial backstory that helps you understand characters and their perspectives about things doesn't come until surprisingly later the series um but that does kind of help put some things in perspective like absolutely owen's kind of relationship to sex and women yes yeah yes absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more okay so now we've done that i think let's just get into it let's get into the episodes baby the first episode of Torture Series 2 is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And boy, let me tell you, <laughs> this is... Okay, so when we finished Series 1, I was like, I really like this. I'm going to watch Series 2 of Torchwood. Um, and I watched about the first 15 minutes of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I was like, this is rubbish. Turned it off. I was then like, actually, maybe it's pretty good. A couple months later, I was like, I've got to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Watch the whole thing. Went, this is awful. And then didn't watch any more of Torture Series 2. And that's where we got to. Um, I tried to watch it again, like maybe a month ago. I was like, this is awful. Um, and I didn't actually rewatch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in its entirety for this because I am firm in my opinion that it is in fact awful. <laughs> well, interestingly, I disagree. <laughs> Respectfully it's disagree with you. Medium um, personified. See, I I just do you know what it is? I'm a Buffy girly. Okay. This means nothing to me. So okay, so as a fan of Buffy, mm-hmm. I, I like Spike, the character Spike who's very iconic, right. played by James Masters, who plays Captain John Hurt. Hurt? Captain John Ooh. Hurt. Not John Hurt. John Hart, sorry. Captain John Hart. Um, when James... I tell you yeah, yeah, that I hate Captain John Hart. Yeah, nah, I actually have so much time for him. <laughs> I have so much fucking time for Captain John Hart. That's c- That is the definition of c- Do you know what I'm saying? I love him so much. I... It's because, but the thing is, though, here's the thing. Bear with me, Ellie. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Come back. No. Come back. <laughs> if I wasn't a fan of Buffy, mm. and if I wasn't a fan of James Masters, the actor prior to this, mm. I would be on your way of thinking. Absolutely. But because I love him so much, I love James Masters. I love Spike. He was giving Spike in this, and it was very comforting for me, and I think that's why I really enjoyed it. We'll say, I do think the British accent wasn't the best choice because he's not actually British; he's American, which a lo- which a lot of people find shocking because in Buffy he also has the British accent, and for years people just thought he was British. And it's like, no, he's fully American. Um, 
it's it's the most lazy, in my opinion, copy and paste of just like Jack wears a World War Two military style coat. John Hart wears a sort of you know yeah British army from like the eighteen hundreds military style coat, even though it looks like it was just raided the prop wardrobe at the BBC. Yeah, you know, it does. It does. Yeah, like it does, it they're does. both they're both um, a term that I've just coined now. Uh, intergalactic slags. Um, they are no, but they are. But it just feels so much more contrived. And I don't know if it's because, you know, as much as I don't like John Barrowman, he is, you know, he is charming as Jack. Yeah. I don't know if it's just he doesn't have the charm. He feels a bit more smarmy. Or yeah. if it's just because they literally just do Jack again, but with an actor who isn't as good at doing it. I don't know. It just feels weird. I just, I don't know. I think, again, I think for Buffy fans on this podcast which I'm sure there's some of you, because I think there is quite a... There is a little cross-section with that show and this show. Um, but if you like Joss Whedon, I don't like you. Well, yeah, no, of course. I mean, if, a piece of shit. We all knew that, though. But, yeah, no, James Masters, I think, is a great actor, personally. I think he's very, very good. Like I was saying, I think the British accent wasn't a good choice because I do think it's too Spike. It is too... I know, Again, I know, Edit, this means nothing to you, but um, this is too spiky. I don't like it. I think also it just made sense for me. I think because he's also a time agent and him and Jack have history, he should just have an American accent, in my opinion. That's just yeah, because fucking every, everybody on the Beauchene Peninsula has an American accent. Do you know what I mean? I just think make it consistent. Do you know what I mean? I do love the Star Wars reference at the start. That was very funny. That did make me laugh. Hmm. I like the and I like the yeah. I like the fish. Like the fish driving the car. The blowfish. Oh, bloody Torchwood. Yeah, I like his you know, his design's fun. You know, it's good. Um, I mean, for people who don't know the episode, so essentially Tortured are back on their bullshit and they haven't got Jack there and they're trying to figure shit out and then Jack comes back and they're like, where were you? And he was like, I found my doctor. I love that so much. Someone from Jack's past comes in because this series is very much exploring Jack's past quite a bit, which I really enjoy. Um, I do enjoy it a lot. And uh, Captain John Hurt was his bitch from back in the day captain john hart sorry my god i need i need to sort myself out uh captain john hart john hart um very lazy naming of that character as well like come on it's been jack harkness and john hartness yeah like stop like actually stop um again i know you probably weren't a fan of this but i love when they walk into the bar and then they kiss and then they start punching each other i thought it was hilarious i'm sorry i loved it <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Please be my friend. Please still be my friend. <laughs> I I don't. I just I have no notes on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang other than it's boring. John Hart's rubbish. I dislike it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let me let me let me lead then because I've got a few points I want to make. So again, the whole Jack and Gwen thing. One thing I will say. The only thing I'll say because, I, like I said, I don't want to keep talking about it too much. Is the whole thing of like when when Gwen we think Gwen's about to die at the end because she has to put John through the portal so because he's got that explosive attached to him um and she's like her last words are for jack and it's like but why wouldn't it be for reese that makes no sense like reese is your partner reese sorry (laughs) honestly i'm gonna warn you now the rest of this episode i will be saying owen reese you know in an in a welsh accent that's very bad but um (laughs) yeah it's just not it doesn't make sense to me. Why is your why are your final words for Jack? I hate it. It's just it's so. I hate it, man. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If you were gonna do the Jack and Gwen, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you got to commit to it, you know. Yeah. But they didn't. It just comes up randomly. And yeah. then like when um she comes back cuz she's back from her um from her engagement like she got they got engaged. Her and Reese got in, engaged off screen. Hilariously, I do love that um Reese got a twinge in his back as he was proposing. That was very funny. I liked that comment. Very Reese. Yeah, and then they have that weird moment, don't they, in the cells where he like is holding on to Gwen. He's like, I'm just, I'm so excited to see you again. And it's like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What's going on here? But you know, I also think John Hart was very much. It was giving the the paralyzing lip gloss was giving River Song vibes, but badly done River Song. Um, do you know what I mean? A bit weird. But then also, sorry, I'm going on over the place, but something else that I found really jarring was like, you're, you're low-key having it on with Gwen there, but then also you're asking Yanto out in the next scene, like, make it make sense. I mean, you know, these people exist. No, I know, but no, but Jack, Jack's just being a bit messy and I don't like it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 the writing. The writing is inconsistent. It's very, very inconsistent. But yeah, time agents are just pansexual menaces, intergalactic slags, as you would say. Love that. Um, but yeah, then we get a little mention of Grey. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Question mark. Oh. Potentially oh. underwhelming. Who knows? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Cricket. Anyway. Um, so, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, out of five. What are you giving it, Elliot? Uh, two. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say like 0.5 or something, like 1, 0.5. No. No, I don't go below 1, um, but there is a lower score coming later. Um, oh! It's a 2. It, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's got a watchable first sort of 10 minutes. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I give it, um, I gave it a 3 out of 5 because I do have a lot of fun because of John Hart. And again, Remember, I have the context of Buffy and Spike and all of that in the background. But Elliot, genuinely, if I didn't know who James Masters was, I would have been on your side with that because. But I just I love the actor and Spike so much. I just can't help but love him as well. So that's where I'm coming from. Episode two, sleeper. Sleeper. I'll say this much: mm-hmm. the actress who plays Beth. Uh, if I pronounce her name wrong, I do apologise. Uh, Nikki Amuka Bird, she is incredible. Like, what a talent. Like, I've seen her in multiple things. She's amazing. Yeah, she's always good in things. I really like this. This is my kind of story in that it's just kind of nonsense reasons to have violence. But, you know, the stakes are good. It's it's fun. I like it. I really like it, actually. Um, I know that you were like... God, the first like four or so episodes are really rough to get through, and I was like, oh, I, I really don't like the first episode. Then watch this one. I was like, oh, actually, that's no, pretty good. Uh, it does fall off a cliff again. But this is really this it, for me. This is just my kind of story. This is what I, I think Torchwood should just be: mm-hmm. is violent alien invasion plots, and I like it. That last point, I agree with, hundred percent. I think this is what Torchwood should be. Um... I personally am not a big fan of it, unfortunately. It, I always skip it. I always skip it on a rewatch. I just, I find it kind of boring. Um, it also shows off a side of Jack that I absolutely hate and something that he does a lot in this series, which I'm not a fan of. He's just being so harsh to people who don't deserve it. Like with Beth, he's so horrible. 
Like he's so horrible. And I get how that's interesting to an extent because we're seeing a different side to Jack, but like Beth obviously isn't human, but she believes she's human. So, you know, you get that lovely bit of dialogue where it's like, do you feel human? Then you are, then you are a human. That's, you know what I mean? And I think that's a lovely bit of messaging in other contexts as well. Love that. But I just think there's so many bits where he's like shouting at her and it's like, she genuinely isn't trying to be dangerous. She isn't trying to be dangerous and she's not malicious with intent. She's just scared and you're just being a horrible person right now. No, I like, I like, I don't, you know, this is, if you've listened to series three, this is just something that we disagree on. I don't like, I don't like it with my characters are nice, boring. I like, I want, you know, I want Jack to be a dick. Like, I want him to be nasty. I want there to be tension. I want there to be shouting. Uh, and it gives me plenty of that, which I enjoy. Yeah, see, I just can't. It just makes me really upset because, again, the actress is so, uh, Nikki is so good in this. Um, again, if you're not aware, I just want to give a little bit of background on each episode in case you haven't watched it because some people will listen to these and don't watch Torchwood, you know. So, um, Sleeper. Yeah, you're a fool. Go watch it. Come on. Um, Sleeper is about a woman called Beth and some robbers come into her house at the start to attack her and her husband and those uh, robbers get injured uh, and they're in hospital and we don't know what's happened but we know that Beth is behind it in some way but what actually transpires is that Beth is an alien who's asleep but she's um, she's like a yeah sleeper agents that's it Um, and she has no idea that she is one and it's all very emotional because I do feel bad I feel so bad for Beth in this like you have the fun of like, other people of the sleeper army waking up. You get some kind of camp, not well executed neck snaps and some slashes <laughs> here yeah. and there. Yeah. Um, but you've also got one of them that has an emotional core focused around it. But you also yes. know that the story could be focused around any of them. Um, and yes. I like that. Though, of course, I enjoyed that the whole invasion force is just entirely based in Cardiff. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's the centre of the world. It is the centre of the world. We'll say, so with the sleeper agents, they all have like, their bodies are essentially weapons. And at one point, Beth's arm turns into this massive machete kind of thing. It looks so bad. <laughs> uh, no, I think it looks all right, actually. For the for the time and the budget, I think, you know, considering they've got a multiple of them, I think they're sort of their spiky appendages look all right. Not good, but they look all right. Fair enough. I disagree. I don't like it. But I will say it's a very interesting concept for a creature, I think, this. Yeah. I mean, I also can't imagine the. I imagine the budget for torture is probably quite low, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be lower than Doctor Who, surely. It definitely is, yeah. Especially with how it's shot. And save yeah. it. Doctor's um, made on sixty p and a bit of string. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Someone quote Elliot on that, please. Um, so, babes, what are you giving out of five? Oh, I, I really, I really like it. Confidently, a four for me. Could watch it any time. So you gave it a four. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I gave it a two. Snooze fest. Snooze fest, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I love John Hurt. Get some real drama and you crumble like a rye vita. <laughs> I'm, be- I'm doing very aggressive middle finger right now. You can't see, listeners. Fuck you. The next episode is To the Last Man. Cricket. Cricket. This is, in, this is an interesting one. Um, I, if I, if I can say something positive about it, go on. Because I, I got to say, I was expecting. I looked at the next time trailer. I was expecting to be thoroughly 
bored to death by it. And none of it bored me, but it still wasn't great, but none of it bored me. But I do I do enjoy that for some reason they just decide to give Tosh like a little sort of boy toy that she just has. She wakes up yearly from deep freeze and goes on dates with. I find it like it's it's silly, but yeah. like I'm having fun with how silly it is that she kind of has like a World War Two boy toy. I enjoy that as an as an idea. It's quite funny. I agree, but I will say it's just they're always putting Tosh with a weird person who's always damaged or odd. Like it's just annoying. Yeah. So why Tosh? Why is it always this beautiful, beautiful character who I love so much? I love her so much. I love her so much every time they do this to her it's very annoying yeah it, it, yeah so eddie, eddie, eddie give a little rundown of the episode then like what what very brief what, what's going on uh basically there is a man called tommy who is from the second world war he's the second world war is the second world war isn't it yeah um he's stuck in their deep freeze because torch will know they need to wake him up one day for a reason but they don't know why and they sort of have to wake him up yearly to check on him. Um, and him and Tosh are kind of in love, sort of. In a weird way, yeah. And then they need him for whatever the plot is. Um, and they have to separate in tragic circumstances. Here's the thing. So we get to see one of the OG teams of Torture, so the 1940s team of Torchwood. Mm. So many old Torchwood teams in this. Which I love, can I just say? Yeah. Absolutely love. Worst ones. These are the worst ones. The actors. Sorry. Peace and love. Always everything is with peace and love. What the fuck? They are peace so bad. Love. No more fan mail. Peace and love. They're very, um, <laughs> yeah, it's very like, oh, we're in the 1940s, so we have to be like, you know, oh, God, look at that. What? Oh, my God. It's a ghost. <laughs> awful. Like that, you know, awful. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Especially because we get some amazing lesbians later. Save it. Save it. The guy who plays Tommy's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He does what he needs to do. Um, yeah. You what? Something that... Sorry. <laughs> something that triggered me so much in this episode. Mm-hmm. This is truly... This is a very unprofessional comment I'm going to make, but Tosh wearing a dress on top of a pair of jeans, it sent me. I couldn't... No, there's, there's, so, there's so many times where, you know, you get a real insight into 2008 fashion and you just kind of go... <sighs> The Ashley Tisdale effect, do you know what I mean? It's really not it. It's really, really not it. For me... Yeah. (laughs) Come on, say it. Come on, come on. The longer I held it, the funnier it is. For you, yeah. Um, My only good bit in this episode was Yanto and Jack hooking up because it's a really lovely scene. It's actually quite a beautiful little moment of intimacy and I really love it when he comes over to Jack at the desk and he kind of like reaches over and kisses him. I think it's beautiful. Really nice kiss. Love it. Uh, that's it for me. Yeah, that's pretty much it on the good things. Oh, actually, lie. The abandoned hospital and the ghosts in the abandoned hospital love that shit. Amazing setting. Amazing setting, which they underuse, but we move. Yeah. No, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I don't I don't like it, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. There's enough sort of fun little bits in it to not make it genuinely terrible um i have i have an opinion about this that i get i know it's hard to pull off because it's in a different production block but i kind of have a similar opinion about this about how we felt about eugene last episode um last series yes which is if there was an episode in series one where completely unrelated they were bringing a man out of deep freeze and checking on him yeah 
then that becomes... Or, you know, you do this one later in the series and you see them earlier on bringing him out of deep freeze. I don't know. It's just weird when they do this thing where they're like, this happens every year. And it's kind yes. of like... Yes. But you're treating him like... Because all of the team know him, but we don't. And Gwen is kind of meant to be our POV character, but a lot of the time she takes a back seat. You're so right. And we don't get to actually experience a lot of things through Gwen's eyes, which kind of makes a lot of Torchwood confusing and weird sometimes. Um, yes, I completely agree. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe, um, you know, it, it's just, I know that they, I know why they don't do it and why they can't do it, but like, I like things like that to be set up beforehand. But yeah, my final controversial note is that it does uh, the some of the plot lines from Human Nature and Family of Blood better than Human Nature and Family of Blood. I said what I said. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, on that controversial note, my darling, out of five, what are you giving to the last man? I mean, still a two out of five. It's not. Isn't, again, it's not even remotely approaching good. But I had some fun with it, so I kind of I, I can give it a two. <laughs> fair. Fair. Yeah. What about you? Uh, one point five. Sorry, I just this is a this is fucking cr- cricket, 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 cricket. I just can't. I can't. Okay, the worst is yet to come. Episode four of series two, meat, meat, um, uh, beast below but bad. I said what I said. Awful. It's awful. I said what I said. It's just not it. It's not it. I lost interest so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you mean? I've got, I've got two notes. <laughs> I have four. Wow. Which is all right. Um, can I start with the main positive, though? There's actually one only good positive, and it's actually quite a good positive. I have one, and it's a faint positive, so yes, go on. The argument between Gwen and Reese is beautifully acted. It's beautifully, beautifully, beautifully acted by um, Kai Owen and uh, Eve Miles. Uh, fun fact, so, because always, I've, I've always loved this argument scene. I think, again, I think they're both incredible actors anyway, obviously. Um, yeah. But I remember um, Eve Miles on Twitter, X, whatever, don't care. Um, <laughs> she basically, so someone uh, put that clip up of their argument on Twitter and was saying how amazing it was. And then Eve retweeted and basically said something along the lines of like, we had half an hour left of the day and we had to get this scene in. And she was like, it just goes to show what a little bit of pressure can do. Cause this is one of my favorite bits of acting I've ever done. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's where she's just like, I fight aliens. <laughs> and he's like, I'll oh, piss off. And it's like, she's like, well, it's the truth. Fuck off. It's the truth. And it's just, it's so well done. I love that scene. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, Early, yeah. Reese is okay in this one, I guess. I mean, you know how I feel about Reese. I love Reese. Reese. Yeah. I mean, you know how I felt about Reese. Yes. Will it change? We'll see. I'm not giving anything away, but at least, yeah, he's okay in this episode. I do like that he's coming into it a bit more personally. I just, I really enjoy it. Again, it's the beast below done badly. It's essentially um, Reese works for a uh, a truck hire company, like he you know, he drives things around, picks things up, whatever. Um, and he's driving around weird meat and he thinks it's from the abattoir, like just like, you know, beef, whatever. Uh, no, it's a massive, massive creature. Uh, that's like a whale, uh, that they cut into and use the meat from because it keeps growing and it produces more meat as it goes. Um, 
and it's about the cruelty of that it's a really bad uh allegory for animal cruelty it's just oh my god it was painful so obviously the effects back in the day weren't great but it's like especially when they're trying to act with it oh yeah i know you know i know budget time but even then the alien is is awful like you know that shot with the eye the big eye Mm. I said no. Nah. I said what? Uh, no, no. Um, there's also another scene in this that was just painful. It was when Tosh was asking out Owen. I made a note of this. So obviously, um, Tosh is in, has been in love with Owen from day one. Um, and this series, like we said up top, it's getting explored a lot more, and we'll talk about it as it becomes more relevant within the episodes. Um, but Tosh asks Owen out, and Owen does that classic thing that people do. Where he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll ask the others if they're free," and it's like. No, no, I'm asking you out, you bloody fool. God, it's just painful to watch. It's so painful. But don't you hate when that happens, though, and you see people ask someone out, and it's like, no, they're not asking for a group thing. If it was a group thing, I'd ask in a group setting. I'm asking you out, you stupid man, for God's sake. I always hate the trope more. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. Um, It's very annoying. But... um. Last thing I want to end on is I'm really glad that Reese wasn't retconned. I think it's a really good... Because obviously he was retconned last series. Very, very problematic scene, if you ask me. It's really strange. Um, And I think another thing that I like about this is at the end when Gwen comes and goes, you can fire me if you want. I am not taking this away from him. He did good today and I'm sick of lying to him. He's my partner and I don't want to lie to him anymore. I've done enough of that. I mean, by golly, yes, you did. You did do enough of that, Gwen. My goodness me. Um, and I'm just glad that Jack, because he cares about Gwen so much, he's like, I can't let her go. I'm just going to have to accept that if someone knows about this. And I love, and I kind of love that. Yeah, it adds an interesting dynamic that is kind of built upon. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So out of five, what are you giving meat? <laughs> if there was, if there was a score lower than one, give it that. Instead, it's a one. I've given it a two purely for Gwen and Reese's relationship and like that argument scene. Honestly, that argument scene is so good. I love it. The next episode, episode whatever, five, five is it? Yeah, five. Called Adam. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam. I think, um, I think it's maybe not brilliant but it's doing some really interesting things and does some of those things quite successfully namely right up top having adam in the opening titles genius very very smart fucking genius this episode is in, is so good this is very it's a very it's a, it's a real it's a real mixed bag for me of like really good stuff and good ideas and then sort of like half kind of actually fulfilled but it's also a real great lesson everybody in Save your money by reusing sets you've already got. And props. The Dalek Tommy guns are in this one. The the Torchwood boardroom meeting room thing is just the Valiant. Yeah. We love th- being thrifty. We love <laughs> recycling here. Um, yeah. So essentially, there's a new member of the team and everyone's acting like it's normal and we're all like, what the hell? And then Gwen comes in and is like, who, who the hell is this? And this guy called Adam touches her shoulder and then she starts acting like she's known him because he is a creature who thrives off people's memories and likes to insert himself into memories. It's very, very interesting. He's actually in a big finish episode, which I'm very keen to listen to. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this because on paper, you're, it looks like it's supposed to be absolute dog shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. but I watch it every time without fail, and I'm like, what a hoot! Yeah, no, I do think it's really fun. Like, I do, I do really like it. Just because I say like it doesn't sort of fulfill everything. Like, it, it is a good episode. I enjoyed watching it. I just, it could be great. And it could be good. a five out of five. It could be yeah. a five out of five very easily. But there's lots of like little individual things I like. I love Owen's sort of new persona of kind of dweeb in glasses who can't ask Tosh out. It's very cute. I think it's cute. I wasn't it wasn't my favourite, I'll be honest. It is cute. I will say again, it's giving Tosh another weirdo to be with and it's like oh can we leave her alone the thing is with tosh she's treated in my opinion in this series she's treated like the undesirable one and it makes no sense because she's fucking hot first of all oh my god but i suppose the problem is is that even though the show can be quite queer this series especially is a bit more heteronormative um and the only woman in the main cast who's not in a committed relationship is tosh so she just kind of gets fumbled into the arms of all of the weird sexually guys. available men. Yeah, it's really. Do you know what I mean? It's really weird. Um, it's not a defence of it. I'm just, I, I, yeah, that idea yeah. is the reason, right? It's just kind of lazy, heteronormative writing. Agreed. I think that's absolutely what it is. Um, Gwen forgets Reese, which is, um, I really like that. I really like that little side plot. It's a horrible scene. It's horrible. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah, really like horrible. she will again. I mean. I'll talk about this till the end of time. Eve Miles is one of the best actresses working today. She always, always, always takes my breath away, especially in this episode when she's in the flat and then Reese kind of, you know, as you know, if you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes they like kind of jump out and scare you and you come home, whatever. And then she's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And you think that she's just a bit pissed off. And it's like, no, she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And then great. Yeah. And then the fact that everybody else can remember. Yeah, so which I like. Jack to come around and he's kind of like, this is Reese. I like that though, because there would have been a whole other thing of like trying to get everyone to remember Reese, and it's like, no, nah, I can't be asked. Um, I love the scene in the shop when Reese, Reese the rant. So when he gets really annoyed at someone not t- like taking his order at the shop and she like remembers and oh, it's really mm. sweet. It's really, yeah. and then later on, oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Because they're kind of just sort of together in series one. Yeah. They just sort of exist as a couple, whereas I, you get a lot of nice backstory about yeah. how they met, why they get along, why they're engaged. Exactly. I like them a lot as a couple in this one. Kind of rediscovering why you love someone is quite a nice thing. It's lovely. And I, I, there's one bit that I like, which really makes me smile, is when uh, they're getting intimate for the first time, quote unquote, and he kisses her neck and she's like, that's nice. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, go right. on, girl. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know know by now. I know by now. It's, (laughs) oh, it's so great. And then, um, so we get more of Jack's past in this when we start getting the background. Yeah, well, hold on, babe, because I agree with you. Let me introduce it for a second. So we get Jack's past where we learn about his life on, is it the Beauchene Peninsula? Is that how you say it? Um, I actually like how it's in the middle of the... Like, it looks like another planet, if you ask me. It does. I think it's oh, really no, good. To, to me, it looks like some beaches. Well, obviously it's some beaches, but I don't know. I just, I like the way that building is in the ocean. It's quite cool. Um, so, okay. 
again, I just want to... So Barrowman's acting in these scenes. So there's a bit where Adam goes to him and is like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, there's these memories, whatever. And then he's like explaining to Adam what's going on in his like memories. And the acting is so bad. Aren't they on a football pitch? Yeah. Yeah. It's so... And it's the way yeah. he's just like, I didn't know what to do. I, I let go of his hand. That The way... Barrowman says, I let go of his hand. Lives rent free in my head because it's so bad. I just, <laughs> just the way it just looks ugly. It's just some beaches. It's people in stupid costumes. And because for some reason Jack has got an American accent, all of the like other characters are like, oh my God, we need to get away from here because there's a media war. Just sort of, you know, awful rubbish accents i really i really like it's good it was interesting to see some of his backstory but i think sometimes uh, le- yeah less is more i don't need to i never needed to see what the Bershain peninsula looked like because now in my head someone's gonna say i'm gonna watch the end of series three now and jack's gonna say you know oh when i was a poster boy you know i grew up in the Bershain peninsula instead of imagining what that could look like i'm now going to picture this really fucking shit looking sepia toned beach I hate that. I, I do agree. Look, here's the thing. What I like about the Bohemian Peninsula is that building in the ocean. That looks cool. The beaches and the CPR is shit. I agree. Um, and I agree that, like, again, it's like we spoke about this at like the Time War. We mm. we hadn't seen it, so we had an idea of it in our heads, and now we've seen it, it's kind of ruined it a little bit. It's like, yeah. not that it looks bad, in my opinion, but... I think it does. But yeah, see, I no... don't think it does, yeah. but it's like, I want to just seeing... have that in my head. Yeah. Seeing people sonic screwdriver Daleks death is actually not as exciting or entertaining yeah. as you think it is, right? I, but I think it's a, it's a common problem I have with like lots of things. You know, where sometimes ideas are just cooler than yeah. Like I, yeah, it's a, it's a hot take about a completely different thing, so people can get angry with me about it, you know. Um, but like it's like in in the movie versions of the awful works of the terrible woman J.K. Rowling um, in the Harry Potter films. Yeah, I don't believe you can ever make wand fighting look exciting. It's probably quite exciting to read, and it's probably quite exciting to imagine in your head, but then you watch it, and it's just like either nothing coming out, but things exploding next to you, or they're just like big green lasers. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, but I mean, It never yeah. takes the potential, you know? Like, Whereas in your head, you think, oh, it's wizards fighting with magic, and they could do anything, but actually it's just they just fire green bolts at each other. We'll say... I do love the one fight in Order of the Phoenix, but that's by the by. That's a different. Yeah. Topic You've also for got to talk to yourself for like three hours to get to the end of Order of the Phoenix, one of the worst movies ever made. Um, Eek. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, join, join join us for the Harry Potter rewatch podcast, where all we do is talk about how much we hate J.K. Rowling and how much I hate David Yates. Absolutely. Coming soon. And how much I love Emma Watson, who wrote the series. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so... She didn't. It was written by a horrible transphobe. Sorry. Can't fucking <laughs> bastard of a woman. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we get introduced to Jack's brother, Grey. So we get the aliens who um, uh, invade the Beauchene Peninsula. And Grey and Jack are running through the, 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 the beach. Uh, and... He lets go of his hand. Let go of his hand. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's gone, and he's searching for him. And then, because of that, Jack's parents seemingly just hate him forever. Cool. Uh, well, his dad dies, doesn't he? So the mum is just like, "Where's Gray? Where is he, son?" Ah, oh, and it's like, "Oh 
God, Crimea Where is Grey? Where is he, son? Don't tell me he died. Yeah, it's just bad. It's bad. Um, that's honestly. Can I be completely upfront here? If that stuff wasn't so shit, this could have been a five out of five for me. Truly, truly. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, I do really like the scene at the end when they're all being retconned, and they're all forgetting him, and then he tries to one just kind of cement himself in jack's memory again that was quite interesting Mm. um there's a you know but then in the end he he, he's gone and then they will forget him and and everyone wakes up and says why are the last two days just like written off why is there no cct what's going on and they just accept that something happened that they have to just get on with and then they find a bag that has adam's name on it good stuff good stuff what one last thing i want to say before we get into the the score um there's a scene there's like a not sex scene but almost sex scene with tosh and adam and it makes me want to die every time when he's like would you i want to know how far you'll go would you die for me it was giving joker from suicide squad i can't be asked um yeah pro tip if someone asks if you would die for them leave that person yeah what the fuck and I mean, it, honestly, they they might as well have had that song, uh, I need a gangster, over the top. Like, it was literally Harley Quinn and Joker from Suicide Squad. Would you, would you live for me? Get fucked. I've had enough. I've had uh, enough. Would you die for me? Jared Leto, get the fuck off my screen expeditiously. I've had enough. Just just any Joker. Get them away. Get them Go away. away. Get, get away. Yeah. Away. We're just like the Joker and Harley Quinn, and by that I mean she works in a tanning salon and I'm a dealer in East London. Um, we're just like the Joker and Harley Quinn. We're crazy. <laughs> but also Margot Robbie supremacy. Anywho, uh, out yeah. of five, what are you giving Adam? Um, uh, I've given it a three. Okay. Like it's not a, it's not a, yeah, it's a three that could be tipping into a two. It's a three that's almost a four. Yeah. I really like it. I do really like it, but. We're just not quite. We're just not. We're just not quite achieving greatness here. Before I give my score, something I forgot to mention. I actually think the actor who plays Adam is very, very good. Very, very good guy. Oh yeah, good actor. Yeah. Um, so far, we kind that. of we kind of like two for two on the like characters that turn up and have a whole episode about them. Yeah. Eugene, yeah. good. Adam, good. Beth, good. Beth, good. Good. Good job, Beth. Um, but yeah, out of five, I'm giving this a four. I really like this. It's fair, honestly. I can, I can see me maybe rewatching it at some point and kind of yeah. liking it more. It's this is what I want torture to be. This is what I want torture to be. This stuff, these self-contained, really interesting creatures slash villains that affect the team in this way. I love these episodes. This is what I want it to be. Yeah, settle in because we're in like a four-episode story arc now. Episode six, reset. My girl Martha's back. She's back. It's Martha. It's iconic. It's everything. I remember at the time it was this was like all over the newspapers. I remember being on the tube as like a really young teenager, and I was like, "Oh, Martha Jones is back." What? And because at that time I didn't watch Torchwood because I was yeah. too young, um, and I was so confused. I think it's great. It's a great addition. She's a great addition to the team, if you ask me. She's back, and she's the most capable member of Torchwood. It's, it's it's actually quite funny how she is. Very much that. I love my favourite thing, though. And I know it's annoying, because the rest of the plot is a bit... Whatever. 
I love that her and Jack are just talking about what they went through. And they, it's not glossed over like, oh yeah, you know that thing we did? No, it's like they're talking about it. Yeah. No, me too. I Again, last episode I was like, why Why have we not touched on this yet? And then him and Martha do have a really nice scene where they talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and Jack's called her in. And do you know what it is It for me? Again, as a Martha Gurley... It's nice to know that she is the the hot thing. She is the hot commodity. She is top of her field and she is the cream of the crop and she's treated as such. Do you know what I mean? And everybody fancies her. Everyone fancies her. They should because she's fucking hot. And some, funnily enough though, some, some random things I want to say. So basically, obviously Martha's back and they're investigating the farm group who do weird experiments on people. People keep dying after they've done these human trials and you find out they have uh, flies inside them, these weird big wasp things. Yeah, big wasps in bellies. Disgusting, vile. Like, there's a scene, like, very much alien where, like, this wasp just flies out of this man's stomach and it's actually really disgusting. Um, you know? Yeah, it is nasty. There's some really weird transitions in this episode. Have you noticed? Like, there was loads of wipes. Loads of, like... Like, and it's like, okay, why? That's never happened before, and it's never happened again. It's like the editors were on crack. Obviously, I don't really know what happened there. They bought one guy who really loves Edgar Wright in to direct one episode of Torch. Oh my god, that's what happened. That is what happened. Flip the pans. But no, I, I really, really enjoy Martha being part of this, and she's not just one episode. She's in it for like the next three episodes. It's really, really nice, and she and she feels part of the team like it doesn't feel like oh we're just going to bring martha in for the sake of it it's really good no i, I could have had to stay on the team and i online. i mean yeah more martha's never a bad thing is it no it's a positive for the world um i mean what ellie what do you think what are you saying about this whole farm group like when martha has to go in and be a test subject like i just found this all a bit meandering and a bit like yeah i, I like i like a little espionage scene and i enjoy a sort of a you know you gotta wear these contact lenses that have video cameras in them um but yeah overall i mean it's a bit of a flabby episode but i i, I still enjoy it like i enjoy I think, it for martha if i was flicking through the series i i would 50 uh, 50 depending on my mood whether or not i'd watch reset yeah i wouldn't same. blanket say oh, i'm not watching reset but i also wouldn't be like oh i love i love reset we've got to watch this gotta watch that yeah yeah but no i'm a big fan of sneaking around corals and you know checking through files and things like you know it's it's very enjoyable yeah. um it happens again later in the series with a different character yes uh, <laughs> um but yeah i mean martha nearly dies she does she does nearly die i mean Owen died. What a twist sort that of. is. No, but isn't that such a twist? I think that's really good. Like, when it happened, I was like, what? Well, yeah, especially huh? because I... Th- obviously, I know that Owen and Tosh die. Because... <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Because of the stolen of Journey's End, where yep. he, uh, Gwen says, you know, if I'm going out, I'm going out fighting like Owen, like Tosh. Yeah. Great so, line, great moment, yeah. Yeah, although it's people about if they go out fighting, but still. Um, it's a good line, it's a good line, good moment. But when, yeah, so when Owen got shot, I was like, oh yeah, of course, Owen dies at some point. Like, you know, before Stolen Earth Journey's End happens, I should, like, 
he's just dead now. And immediately I went, don't know if he went out fighting, but, you know, he was shot in the line of duty, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Like, Owen's dead. Yeah. And then we keep him around for the rest of the series. Uh, I mean, there's not much else to say, is there, in terms of... But I did like that. It was a really good twist. It caught me. I assumed that Owen was dead. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I I will say, if Owen had gone out like this, just like this, I wouldn't be happy because I just felt like, especially at the start of this series, he was very, very... I, I mean, I know why they've done it. It was on purpose. He wasn't very present at the start of this series, I feel like, at all. And we know why. It's because he's going to be very present for the next... the, the, the episodes going forward. Um, but if he had just gone out like this, I'd have been like, oh... Okay, bye. Like, I mean, you know, if he had gone out like this, as in the way it's all written, I wouldn't have because I uh, many arcs unresolved. But I do like I like characters and things getting nerfed, just randomly, kind of without ceremony. You know, like if they had kind of wrapped up Owen's arc a little, then had to shot him in the chest just here and he died, I would have been like, "Fucking wow, okay, fair enough, brutal." But like, he hasn't had an arc yeah yeah so you can't kill him no absolutely but i assumed that they had they keep bringing owen back they keep bringing owen back to life so reset what are you giving it out of five another three out of five snap same yeah all for martha and uh the, the shocking plot twist that's the only reason it's getting that because <laughs> yeah that stuff was good here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Episode 7, though, is Dead Man Walking. Boy, is he. <laughs> He's up and about. <laughs> He's up and about doing the damn thing. And as we know, gloves, they always come in pairs. Yeah. And now I ran through the gamut of emotions here where I lost my mind because the flaky gauntlet was back. But then I realised it's not. It's a different prop. It's a different prop? It's Yeah, they saved him for Rassilon. Let's discuss the fact that the directors of the horror film talked to me, watched this, and went, ah, there's an idea. <laughs> ah. Ah. Um, also go out and support indie horror films because it's a great film. Yeah, what's talk to me? Owen, Owen is dead. Yeah. Dead, dead as a doormat. Absolutely dead. It starts off with them doing, well, Martha doing his autopsy, which I love. I love that. Like, we're getting Martha right in there. Um, and... I find all of this very out of character for Jack. I don't know about you. Jack wanting to bring him back to life using the other gauntlet was extremely out of character, if you ask me. I'm not saying I hate that he did it, but from series one where it was like, 
the gauntlet is not to be used. It is to be destroyed. We can't do this. And then he's like, no, I'm drawing the line in the sand for Owen. Because him and Owen aren't that close. No, you barely see them interact. Yeah. So if it was like Gwen died or Yanto died or even Tosh, to be honest, I'd be like, I get it. Yeah. With Owen, I don't get it. Or any of the other characters who decided to get the gauntlet. Yeah. Like even Yanto. I'd be like, yeah, Yanto's a compassionate guy. But no, it's strange. It is strange. You're right. To me, hear me out. Hear me out. Imagine if Tosh went on her own, because she loves Owen so much. She loves yeah. Owen. God knows why, but she loves him. I mean, <laughs> I love Owen. I love Owen. I In this series, I love Owen. First series, I didn't. This series, I love Owen. And we all know he's my problematic fave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I went from going, oh, God, I can't stand him, to being like, no, I, I see it now. I see it, yeah. Burn Gorman. Burn, Burn Gorman just hit me up, babe. Fuck. Um, Tosh goes out on her own thing and finds the gauntlet and comes back with the gauntlet. She's just in a complete and utter state of just delusion and cra- craziness. And Jack's like, we can't, we can't do this. Toshiko, we can't do this. And she's like, try and stop me. And he's going to go shoot her and he can't because it's Tosh. And then she does it. And then that makes, that. But I don't know why. I feel like that would really play up their relationship as well. No? Am I crazy? Yeah, it does feel strange. It feels strange for Jack just to be like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'm going to go out. He's like, don't do the autopsy until I get back. Don't do anything until I go and get the gauntlet and bring him back to... Well, look, he did, he wasn't gonna, he wasn't trying to resurrect him. But yeah. still, do you know what I mean? Like, Tosh, going out to get it makes more sense if you ask me. Like, I have something I have to say to him. I need to speak to Owen. I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. And it's just eating her up anyway. I think you get how I feel. I think they try and play a lot more on Jack's kind of guilt and stuff in this yeah, series, I guess. but but they don't. A lot of that doesn't become actually quite clear until towards the end of the series. Exactly about the people he's hurt and yes, things. So things of that nature. I will yeah. say, um, if I if I can be critical, yes, of course you can. Of, of two things, one really. Fucking weird that there's a scene where Owen gets like sexually assaulted. Yeah, he's at the yes. bar and that woman just like assaults him straight. Assaults up. him, yeah, yeah, just, just weird. I was watching it with Joe, um, my boyfriend, and we both were like, "Oh, because yeah, I forgot was... that happened. I completely forgot." Yeah, um, very uncomfortable. It's really, really weird and uncomfortable to watch. Um, I, and I answer this kind of to illustrate this kind of point about him being dead and you know he's not gonna he can't uh, get an erection oh. ain't, ain't no blood gonna be flowing to that um but also i feel like you could maybe i don't know do that in a more organic way yeah you don't need it, to assault even if you know he's trying to um you know have some alone time it's an adult show you can do that you know it's very believable for the character of owen you know it's another thing that could frustrate him because you know some people do enjoy and need their alone time um yeah but instead they just choose to have him get sexually assaulted. It's just weird. It's just strange. Odd. Um, no, sorry, then hand in hand in hand with my two big criticisms is uh <laughs> Oh, they put some old age makeup on Freema Ajiman. Poor, poor Freema. I mean it's awful, isn't it? It just looks so bad. The hands are pretty good, but then it's just I can see Freema going God. God, I, I watched the Lazarus experiment and now I look like this. <laughs> 
No, it's, it's just, oh no, David felt now. Jesus, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, I will say as well, when Owen was possessed by death, which was very cool. I mean, again, it's like Doctor Who and Torchwood, especially Russell, is really giving a view of like, we are nothing if not uh, non-religious on this show. And we're going to make that abundantly clear because... Uh, Owen says how, you know, there's n- again, I, I spoke about this in series one. The view of death in Torchwood is there is nothing after you die. There yeah. is absolutely nothing. It's just cold blackness. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing faltering on that. The only thing that they do is Susie and Owen both mention that there's something in the darkness coming for Jack Harkness because mm. obviously he's immortal, so that's not right. Um, yeah. But I kind of love that they're really consistent with that messaging. Yeah. And the gang literally fighting death is, um, I mean, high camp. It is high camp. When Owen was possessed by death, it was giving Toby slightly. <laughs> Toby. <laughs> it's, but was it not giving Toby possessed slightly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. They got one way of possessing people on screen and by George, they'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, then you get that scene in the hospital, which I actually quite like. I mean, when he speaks to that young kid, I know it's cheesy, but it's very sweet. Yeah, it is a bit cringe, but it's... Yeah. Um, I honestly thought, when I first watched Series 2, and I was watching this episode, I thought they've brought Owen back for one episode, and he's going he's gonna to come back to life for a bit, and then that scene in the hospital is going to happen, then he's going to drop to the floor, and he's going to be dead. That is not what they did. <laughs> for better or for worse, that is not what they did. I mean, it would have, it would have probably been better. Let's be honest. If they did that, some of it I like, and yeah. I, I like that he's still kind of around. But it, his his fact that he's dead doesn't really factor into the way that he dies in the end, anyway. Exactly. And also, unfortunately, we get the next episode. Mm, yeah. <laughs> save it before we save it. Um, but before we get into rating, I was going to say um, Owen kissing Tosh. So here's my thing. We love how beautifully complicated those two characters are. Unfortunately, something about it that doesn't fully get me on board the ship train is that Owen, I think, sees Tosh a little bit of second like second best almost. Like, oh, this is as good as I'm going to get. That's how he treats her sometimes, if you ask me, which I don't like. That goes away towards the end of the series, I will say. But, like, this was just giving, like, I know she's going to like it and it's going to just help me get that control off of her and he just kisses her and whatever. It doesn't feel authentic to me, which I don't like. Because I did want an Owen and Tosh kiss. I did want it. Yeah. This series. And I didn't like that this was how it went down. Yeah. I felt like the problem with them is that they both know that they fancy each other, but also mm-hmm. they're both so scared of the other one not fancying them back. Yes. That they just kind of instinctively treat the other one kind of like crap. Well, the thing is, it's like because Owen knows that Tosh loves him, but he almost... Do you know what it's giving a little bit? And forgive me for the niche reference. You will not understand what I'm about to say. This is very much in the um, in the in in the current social space we're in now. It's, I'm about to make a Love Island reference, so please forgive me. It's slightly giving Sammy and Jess. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. This year, our winners, 2023 of Love Island, was Sammy and Jess. They do not deserve to win because Sammy does not like Jess. He does not fancy her. He completely, throughout the whole of this series, was treating her as something better is going to come along at some point. 
that's what that, that was giving. It was very Sammy and Jess to me. And again, I know that's niche. And I know that this is a reference only like two people are going to understand. But that's what it was giving for me. And you, here's the newsflash. You're not going to get better than Tosh because Tosh is what? That bitch. Unless, of course, Martha was available. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, Martha is with Tom at this point, is she not? I can't. Yeah, she says she's with someone, doesn't she? But I can't remember. Who she yeah, says. she she's in. She's got a boyfriend. She says at the end of um, the episode, or at the end of reset, she says, oh, "I've got a boyfriend, Owen. Sorry." And it's Tom because she mentions it uh, in series four. Well, that's good because it's not Mickey. 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 Yeah, thank God. Not yet, anyway. Um, so, Dead Man Walking, babe, out of five. Uh, it's another three. Like, had fun, enjoyed uh, the character dynamics, you know. It's just not great, is it? It's not great, no. I gave it a three and a half because mm. of how I like... I like how they explored Owen's resurrection, almost. I like that. Um, oh, honourable mention for a scene when they're in the prison cell and Owen vomits and like Jack is like, oh, that, that is... is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And it is. That is horrendous, yeah. He's, yeah. He can't process anything, so he has to stand on his head to just let it all bile out. That that's something I really I like the exploration of like he's brought back to life, but he is literally a dead man walking. He's just frozen. Like he cannot eat, he cannot drink, and it's just you know. And I like how in the prison cell, Owen says how like you take these things for granted, like having a wee, farting, and it's like oh yeah, they are good things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so I give it a three and a half out of five. Nice. Episode eight, a day in the death, and wow, Owen, stop talking, please. Just, it's just, it's just pity party. It's just annoying. I sent, I sent you my one of my notes for this one, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. Yes, um, you did. Which I will read out verbatim now. Go for it. it. Says I like Owen, but not enough to watch him be edgy for fifty minutes. Bored of the storyline now. Yeah, absolutely. That that uh, that could just be the note for this episode, and we could move on. But obviously, we're not going to do that. Um, I feel exactly the same as you do because here's the thing: something I really love about what we're doing here on this podcast and revisiting episodes is I actually thought I liked this a lot more than I did, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like this episode. Um, it's not no. great. Like I was enjoying as it started. I was like, okay, I'm enjoying that. Actually, there is narrative arcs happening now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the story, okay? Mm-hmm. But as it went along, I was like, oh, actually, I wish this wasn't the storyline. <laughs> yeah. But, it makes me feel like Owen should have, at the end of last episode, just died in in that hospital after saving, you know, the boy. But just like, I don't know. I just don't know. Sitting on the roof with that woman. It's been like... Oh, mm-hmm. God! I, I forgot. Oh. You know what it's like to be dead, do you? Love. Ugh. Don't get me wrong, she's she was a good actress. She's a good yeah. actress, the girl. Um, but it felt like what was the point? I literally one of my notes is I feel bad for the lady on the roof, but what was the point? <laughs> one of my notes, I think I kind of mentally checked out. I mean, really I have nothing to say about this episode because I, I didn't my, yeah. my notes are not detailed. My final note um is I don't really understand nor care what has happened. Yeah, it's like, okay, your husband died after being married for like three hours. Sorry, okay. but <laughs> like I like the messaging at the end. But did there need to be a woman on a roof about to jump? Absolutely not. 
I don't care. Yeah, it's not like completely irredeemable. I might not have like positive notes, but yeah, there, yeah, there was definitely some bits in it that were a bit more interesting. And you know, I think Bone Gorman is a very good lead. Oh, for sure. To have in episodes, and yeah, I like the sort of the the ideas and the message it's trying to convey with that scene on the roof. Definitely, so it's not it's not entirely negative. I don't hate hate it. I just also don't like it. It's okay. So I've got a few points. So it really, this episode really highlights the lack of work-life balance these people have. I mean, we know that already because they're all addicted to their jobs and they have to be to want to do this job because it's very intense. But it's like without his job. So so Jack has stripped Owen of his job, which makes no sense if you ask me personally. There is absolutely no reason for him to do so because if you just kept him at the hub, this this, this is what makes sense to me. This is what makes sense to me. What they should have done was instead of stripping Owen from his job, they say, Owen, we need to keep an eye on you because we don't know what the fuck is going on with you. Um, carry on doing what you're doing, but we have to keep you here for observation. That would make sense. Yeah, stay at the hub. Why on earth are you stripping him of his job title, which is already making him feel like shit? Because like, if you care about him in any way, you know, and then and then you just tell him to go home. Like, surely it's safer to keep him in the hub than let him walk around jumping off of piers into water and it's silly. Just no reasoning behind it whatsoever. You know, people are actually trying to help Owen, and he's just being a dickhead to them for no reason. Like Tosh comes mm. over, brings him, well, doesn't bring him food. She brings food, but like, it's like, oh, let's have a chat, and she's just being normal and talking about work and stuff, and just trying to make him feel normal. And then he just starts being horrible to her. And this is what annoys me. He's like, you know, is, this is probably perfect for you because I'm now this broken, useless person. And you think this can be like really romantic and cozy and we can have a thing, but that's not what this is. I'm broken, Tosh. I'm broken. And then he breaks his pinky finger and it's like, ooh, so edgy. Fuck off. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like people being spiky and mean when yeah. the story's well written and dictates it. But, like, it's just a man throwing a, a strop in his flat. Not interesting. It's so boring, and I can't be asked. I can't be asked. And it's like, okay, break your finger. That's not going to heal. Like, I feel like a more interesting concept is like him trying to sort of push the limits of what his dead body can and can't do. Yeah. You know, throwing himself off the pier, snapping his fingers, just like trying to feel alive, you know? Yeah. There's a much more interesting concept for the episode to go through. When you're dead, how do you feel alive? There you go. Wow, there you go. Someone is someone paying attention here? Like, yes, this is this is exactly the thing. And it's like I would have found it more interesting if like Owen was at home that evening and then suddenly he closed his finger in the fridge by accident and then he realizes like, oh my god, I'm so fragile and then he starts to get sad and like whatever. Like, oh yeah. I don't know. Like has yeah, has Tosh come over instead of getting sexually assaulted? Has Tosh come over and, you know, because they like each other, they start, you know, talking yeah. and kissing, then undressing. Yes. Then, you know, he can't get it up. And then, you know, which is fine, but then they kind of have to have a conversation about, you know, they have that kind of post, post-sex post chat that people have in movies and TV shows. And that would have added to their relationship, their complicated relationship even more. Like, yes, someone take note here. Because yes. they haven't actually <laughs> then been together, but they've tried to. Elliot, truly, again, I've said this before, I'll say it 
one, three, 300 more times. This is why you're the writer. That is exactly what I wanted from this episode. This is, and I, do you know what I didn't want? Him going to a house, talking to an old man for 20 minutes in a bed who I don't care about. Yeah. Boring. And then talking to a security guard, having a speech that is so badly written, it's painful. When he's like, I'm Dr. Owen Harper and I'm having one hell of a day. Then hits him with the gun and then it's boring. Cricket, cricket, cricket. I just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I just, yeah, it was, it just wasn't working for me. Um, but you know what? I really quite liked at the end. I don't know about you, but when Martha was leaving, which I was like, no, don't, don't, don't go. Yeah, don't go. Please, no, no. Wait, where are you going? Where are you going? Oh yeah, you have to go to be in series four. Fair enough. Okay, go. That's fine. Um, when Martha kisses Jack, I was like, she's so real for that. Mm. And she's like, I want to see what the fuss was about. <laughs> I said, you're so real for that, sis. I, I, I see it. I see it. <laughs> It was very, very fun. Um, but also something that I like that we kind of closed the episode on, which hasn't been revisited yet. Side eye, side eye, question mark. When Jack says, you can come back anytime. And then Martha goes, well, maybe I will one day. BBC, we're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting. For Gwen and Martha to be leading Torchwood. We're waiting. Give it to us. You know what I mean? Anyway, out of five, a day in the death, what are you saying? Um, two. Me too! Yeah. Yeah, God. Honestly, Elliot, I'm actually really angry. I'm actually really, really angry because what you said would have been so good. Everything you suggested for this episode, oh, it would have made it worth it. It would have made this whole thing make sense. I won't write scripts, but I'll doctor them anybody's got a script that needs an objectively harsh third eye give me a call next episode is episode nine something borrowed now i i have a lot of things positive to say about this me too but if you'll allow me to start with a negative that i know is going to ruffle your feathers go on eve miles is unusually off form in this episode and her acting through pretty much most of it i would count as bad really she's never bad this episode some of her line delivery is i mean genuinely like weird and quite rough and i don't know why i guess i agree she wasn't 100 percent on she wasn't 100 percent in this i'll but give you that feels like the episode where she sort of needs to be yeah to be, you know but I don't know, she's got such a strange kind of, like, she's not actually really sort of bothered about being there. And she's, and I, the only reason I feel like I'm noticing this is because she's usually so perfect, so committed, that it just felt weird and out of place. I hear you. Here's a shock. I hear you. Well, that's good, because I was worried that I was going to say, yeah, you know, Eve Miles gives quite a bad flaunts in this, and you were going to, like... <laughs> like log off like actually yeah. just log off just leap at me <laughs> no babe i hear you um do you know what again like i say something i love about what we're doing here is revisiting episodes that you thought you hated or liked and then changing your mind every time i think about this episode in hindsight it's like you it's, it's you with gridlock it's literally you with gridlock like you think about it and you go oh, i'll skip it and then you watch it and you're like oh actually i had a really good time this is that episode yeah 
this <laughs> this is you know I'm not I'm not going to say it's like not consistently amazing, but I mean it does, especially the second half where it just becomes Evil Dead, but yeah, at a wedding, it's so much fun. It's insane. It's it's this weird zombie, weird creature thing that impregnates people through biting you, uh, bites Gwen on her hen night, mm. and then wakes up. She wakes up pregnant. Amazing. Yeah, it's a good concept. It's really fun. It's so camp. Yeah, it's high camp. Like the fact that it can possess or like take the shape of other people and then have like teeth and stuff. You can't tell. It doesn't just look like an Evil Dead movie. It's great. It's amazing. Another in terms of like I will get onto the more hilarious stuff again. Um, in a yeah, sec, I love, uh, there's a moment I love in this. <laughs> I think we probably all know we probably all know what it is, but it's good. I actually really love Reese in this episode because he is again. It, some people say he's doing the bare minimum, but I think he goes above <laughs> and beyond to look out for Gwen in this. Like he's like, listen, fuck the money. I don't care. We're gonna cancel. It's fine. We're just gonna look after you, make sure you're okay. And Gwen's like. No, I want to get married to you. I want to do this. I don't care. We've waited too long to do this now. I just want to get over and done with. But I just love that because most people in this situation would be like, oh, God, what are we going to do? The money, this, whatever. And he's like, no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, her safety, her, yeah, takes precedence. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's very understanding in this episode. Um, I will say that, you know, I'm kind of occasionally vindicated for having kind of hated him. Um, and I will say that I don't hate him in this. But I do hate the friends that he keeps. Oh my god, they're so weird. Reese, what are you doing, man? Reese, why are you friends with like Reese. sexual harassers? It's so strange. It's so so strange. Um, but yeah, no, he he's a lot more like that scene with his dad is really nice. Yeah. Um, I like that his parents are quite snooty. Um, you his know. mom. Oh my god. But yeah, like, he he's definitely um a lot more interesting in 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 this episode i just love their relationship in this um but yeah let's get on to the silly shit because that's what we're here for come on the fake jack <laughs> it's <laughs> i just it's just all good <laughs> it's just i don't know it's just you see jack in because the thing is with jack i love jack's costume i love the i love the it's a good coat yeah it's a good coat i love the coat you know um but like seeing him in this serious kind of army getup, and then him with these long nails and like going, it's so funny. Yeah, it, it, I love it though. Yeah, same with like when is it? Um, is it Reese's mum who's possessed? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. When they they kick down the the hotel door. Yes. Is it like Jack's like, yeah, get away from her, you ugly bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And I love a story. I love a story where someone can take the form of, you know, a doppelganger or someone and you kind of have like, a, you know. Yeah. But if this is the real one, where's the fake one? Or, you know, exactly. stuff like that. I enjoy it's so that fun. as a storytelling device. Um, and then like Gwen shooting the creature through a bouquet of flowers. Hilarious. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Even so Tosh, good. this episode. Tosh has so much agency in this episode. Like she's at the wedding. She pulls a gun out and I'm like, iconic. And then she fucks up that weirdo that's like obsessed with her. Like so yeah. strange. And I, I do quite like the comedy bit where they're kind of entangled in that web together. Yeah. 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 And I'm like I just, you know, I kind of like, and I always, I kind of just feel sorry for Tosh in this one as well, just with you know, yeah. she's going to the wedding on her own because Owen's like, I don't want a dead man at a wedding. Uh, and 
the rest of them aren't that bothered about going. So Tosh is the only one who goes. But like, I look, Gwen's genuinely happy to see Tosh there. Yeah, their friendship is so much more prevalent in this ep- in the series. Sorry, and I really like that because last series they felt like they were in competition because of Owen and all of that, which is so annoying. Um, the only thing I thought was maybe not even a missed opportunity, but it struck me as strange or quite a glaring thing is um, when she kind of reveals that she's pregnant and everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God. You get a couple of like shots of her friends and they're being like, I can't believe she's pregnant. Oh my God, we only saw her last night. Why not one of them be like, she, she was drinking quite a lot. Yeah. Because that would be my first thought is, hang on, you're like nine months pregnant and yeah. you were putting them back last night. Yeah, fully. Because then I would judge you. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. Um, before we get into the rating, though, I just want to make one last thing. I really like when, obviously, Jack is dancing with Gwen at the end. It would have been better if it was less weird undertone. Mm. But I like when she's like, what will you do now? And he's like, uh, what will you do while I'm gone on my honeymoon? He's like, I don't know, Yanto. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do while you're gone? Yanto. And you know what? Fair enough. And uh, yeah, I like that Yanto kind of cuts in for the dance as well. And um, Yeah, it's very nice. Um, and yeah, is it Yanto is like, I can't remember the line exactly, but he's kind of like, you're tortured, you know, like alien hunters by day. It's like, you know, wedding planners by night because they've got a yeah. Like... <laughs> well, yeah, Yanto gets a beautiful dress for Gwen and all of that. Um, uh, yeah, Yanto's really, he really shines in this episode, actually. It's, yeah, yeah. I really love it. And um, they have to fix the wedding at the end. And I do like that scene where you realise that everybody's slowly been drugged. It's great that they retcon so everyone. They it's really just have good. That little table of Reese, Tosh, Owen, Gwen, Jack, yeah. and, and Yanto. I don't like Jack suggesting that they forget as well because Gwen's like, no, I would never forget any of this. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of sweet though. When he's like, you know, you could if you wanted to, you know, you could you could forget this and you could get married again and have a nice wedding. And both her and Reese are going like, you know, nah, it's our wedding, no matter how. <laughs> Fucking fucked it is. Yeah, no, it's really, really nice. Um, I wish we'd seen a bit of Tosh and Owen dancing together. Mm. And again, especially if what you had suggested happened, which again, I must say, I hate you for bringing it up because I'm never going to stop thinking about it now and I'm never going to unthink it. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Um, if we saw them dancing, it'd be like, oh, they kind of left it off a bit bad. And then, then Owen's like, come on, Tosh, let's have a dance. Like, oh. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. What are you giving it out of five? The, the the concept. Evil Dead at a wedding. It's a five out of five. The execution means that, realistically, I can only give it a four. Fair. But it's a firm four, because I had a lot of fun. For all of the things I can criticise about it, come on. Come on. Come on. What are you giving it? Um... I'm giving it a three and a half. Boo. <laughs> you had fun. No, it's, 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 it, it's, I really like it. I do really like it. It's just, there's certain things that I wish could have been a bit better, but no, yeah. it's very fun. It's one that I would go, go back and rewatch very purposefully. Episode 10 from Out of the Rain. Julian Bleach. He's back and doing the damn thing. This. For me, I think might be the most frustrating episode of the whole series because yes. there are give it to me give it to shades me. of perfect brilliance. And yes, yes, just not executed well enough. I'm so glad you said that. Do you know how relieved I am? Because I was about to say the same thing. 
like it's it's so almost nearly really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I yes. just oh, just kind of don't get there. It really frustrates me. You get the old circus vibes. You get the old cinema, the film reels, the the haunted film reels. Are you fucking joking? That's amazing. But then you go and do that? What? <laughs> I think for me you could sum it up probably best by like the, the the two villains, the sort of the mermaid lady and the main guy. They look creepy. That girl sitting in a bus shelter. They look creepy. Until they just walk into the bus shelter and are just fully lit by the unflattering light of a bus shelter. Yeah, what are you doing? Keep them hidden. Make that scene look creepy, but instead they just they just put them under some fluorescent lights. Yeah, do you know what it is? Right, so obviously you've got Julian Bleach, who voices Davros. We love Julian Bleach. He's iconic. We love His Julian voice... Bleach. The atoms will become dust, the dust will become nothing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the atoms will become dust, and the dust will become nothing. Anyway. Um... <laughs> what I find absolutely hilarious is they just they had so much to make it amazing, and it just falls so flat on its face. Like, so, yeah. The mermaid girl, the assistant girl, she's so stupid. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to drink from a pond because I'm weird. And it's like, you look like an idiot. You look a fool. <laughs> they they live in, a, in a, a disused swimming pool. That should be really cool and really fun and like a weird little location. And instead, there's just a couple of shots of them like crouched in a swimming pool. Like, they come from a, a film reel, haunted film reel. They could literally live in the shadows, be really cool, these really weird, almost like Harley Quinn Joker vibe. Even though I, the fact they've come up again in this episode is actually quite surprising. I never thought I'd make that comparison. But no, they just look stupid. Like she looks foolish. Yeah. And especially because like, some of it's got really like it, the stuff where they're watching the film reels, and especially at the end when the other circus like yeah. people come out of the, the film reels, it has shades of the 2017 It movie. Yes, yes, the Pennywise yes, yes. coming out the photo slides and things. Oh um, yeah, oh. like that could have been really creepy. Yeah, it just kind of isn't. It's just not. It falls but, flat on its face. But I'm also still really having fun with all of its lost potential. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not. I'll be honest. No, I'm not. I, I think I'm it, laughing it, in the bad way. Yeah, no, I'm still I'm still enjoying it, and I feel like I've probably given it a generous score because i i was watching it and i was going oh this is good this is good oh why'd you do that oh this is good this is good oh why'd you do that and i was kind of having these weird like moments of peaks and troughs and i um i would probably never rewatch it but i i did not actually dislike watching it um i don't hate it it's just you know i just i mean look they could have explored jack being part of the circus more and they just kind of left it and it's like well, okay that's the thing when i was really really annoyed when when jack was like you know I was there undercover investigating these people. I was like, why? Just surely the idea of like Jack, the man who can't die, his whole circus act being shooting himself in the head and getting back yeah. up. is like a really cool, like this really dark chapter in Jack's past where he was like a circus performer because it was the only thing he could do with his immortality. It's a really cool idea that would have given some depth to the character and you know maybe would have made it a bit more personal because he worked for these people at their circus, but no, instead he just, you know, was, he was there undercover investigating. It's not really that Stupid. interesting. Yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah. uh, and then they take people's breaths away but instead it looks like they just don't use lip balm it's really weird Yeah. Um, and they all die at the end they only save one breath and it's uh, the little kid who's in the next doctor yeah I do kind of like that they can't save everybody but it still doesn't feel 
you know, good. <laughs> but it's weird. But yeah, so from out of the rain, out of five, what are you giving it? Look, I told you, I'm being, I'm being generous. I had fun. It's real silly. We're enjoying ourselves. Not a good episode, but personally, scratches some itches, despite also missing the mark. I'm giving it a two point five. I'm giving it a two point five. Hey, look at us. I was, I was going to go slightly higher. I was like, yes, yeah, so, you know, I was going to give it three. I was like, yeah, um, half marks, half marks. Yeah, half marks. Agreed. Because yeah. it was. But it, but but why it annoys me, and as you say, it's so frustrating because it had so much there that they just fucked up. Exactly. Episode eleven is called "Adrift." Oh, drift, drift. I just want to say something first, so we don't have to talk about it again. Andy is so annoying, and I hate him. He's so annoying. My note says Gwen is friends with Officer Incel. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> fuck off, Andy. Like, he's in Big Finish as well. It's like, why? Because he's annoying. No, I hate him. Um, a a blight on an otherwise damn good episode of Tortured. I mean, here's the thing. Again, third time I'm saying it. I love that we do this because I can revisit stuff. I always think I don't like this episode. I, I'm wrong. I'm just always wrong. I need to find. I'm always wrong. Because this is, again, this is what Tortured should be. Like Adam, like Adrift, like these really nice self-contained stories. We get more of Jack's. We just what I love about this series is that we get so much of Jack's reasoning and intention behind Torchwood and how he builds, rebuilds Torchwood, and it's the fact that he has this secret home for people who have been taken by the Rift and then placed back, but they're not right. Yeah. So interesting. It is. It's. It's a really. It's. One of those Torchwood episodes that actually has really complex, really mature, really grown-up themes and doesn't ruin it by being edgy or not exploring it properly gives everything it needs the space and the time to breathe Yes, and actually be interesting. It's just so... It's quite simple, the idea, when you think about it. It's just, you know, the rift is taking people because the, 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 the rift can do the opposite. Instead of placing things out, out of the rift, it can also take... Yeah, and fuck up, and then regurgitate it out and shit it out the other end, and oh my god, it's awful. Um, Ruth Jones is in this. Love Ruth Jones so yeah. much. Yeah, she's really good. Um, really, really good. Um, and I like that Gwen takes charge in this episode, and every time she does, I'm just like, leads the team. Yeah. Just lead the team. You're you're better. You're a better leader than Jack. I said it. I said it. Yeah, the scene with her and Tosh basically just like work out what's going on themselves. I love when they team up. Oh my god, I love it. And I love that she's so passionate about finding these people and understanding what's going on. And then, because when I first watched the episode, I always forget that Jack knows what's going on. Because I've seen it before, obviously. Yeah. Um, And I kept thinking, why is he being such a dickhead? Like, this is important. And you know that Jack would investigate this if he didn't know what was going on. But he does know, and that's why he's trying to keep it a secret. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it it raises so many interesting conversations like, again, work-life balance being completely off when you work for Torchwood and how usually this would annoy me when, you know, men are very much against women having a career. But Reese and Gwen have an argument, on, this is the tree argument, where Reese is like, when you were with me, we talk about us. You can talk about work, but like you never talk about us and we are putting our lives on hold for work. It's not right. And I agree with that. I don't think that's right. I actually hate that scene. 
Or do you hate it? Mm-hmm. Well, I would have hated Emirates. it if... See, see, I, I like it, and I'll tell you why. Because I like how at the end, they come back together and they realise they were both in the wrong in the way they they attacked it. Because they, they, they're both in the wrong there, in that scene, in my opinion. They're both in the wrong, right? But... I like that at the end they come back and he's like, no, listen, we, we, your job is really, really hard and you do need to come home and decompress and talk about it. But then at the same time, you also do need to live your life, Gwen, because your life is your life and you can't keep doing this to yourself. Yeah. I just think in that moment, the emotional stakes and trauma that she's being put through is not kind of, you know, an argument is not the adult way to respond to that. Yeah. And yeah, I, it just yeah. kind of reminds me of why I hate um, people. Yeah, just people. Communication is key. Your partner is trying to express to you a deep feeling of sadness and trauma about something that's happening um, that she can now actually explain to you because you can she can tell you about her job. Yeah. Um, and you just respond by being like, I don't want to hear about work. <sighs> Shut up. Yeah. Grow up. Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> um so mad it's actually so mad how you get all this seriousness like with poor jonah which we'll get into in a second and you just get gwen walking in on yanto and jack going full-on at it in the greenhouse whatever you want to call it come on guys it's it's so funny though i love it even if you think you're alone come on also don't fuck at work that's weird stop it it is weird <laughs> it's really unprofessional stop it um <laughs> Um, yeah, Jonah. So yeah, poor Jonah. I mean, the guy who plays older Jonah is really, really good. He's giving Uncle Fester a little bit, the way he, with the way he looks, but we will forgive. You know, um, the fact that like, so what I find interesting, the only, the, the one negative I want to say is when Gwen finds him and Jack reveals what's going on, why didn't the nurse tell her that he has 20 hour screaming fits because he looked into a heart of a black star, but you save that for when his mother comes to visit. That's silly. Yeah. It feels pretty important, doesn't it? To the plot. (laughs) Yeah. It's like if Gwen knew that he was like that, she would never have told her that they found Jonah. She would have just left it and called it a day. So I found that a bit silly. Um, I will say, though, the screaming is really hard to watch for me personally. Like, I know how some people could maybe find it funny, but, like, he just sits there and the scream is blood-curdling. It's just hard to watch. It's really sad. It's really sad what happens to Jonah. And I really felt for Ruth Jones's character and how, at the end, you see Gwen packing up the investigation and Jonah's mum packing up all of the tapes that she would watch and, like... You know, do you know what she was giving a little bit? She was giving Thingy from Love and Monsters. What's her name? Oh, God. Because um, you got Bliss. You got Bliss. Mr. Ursula. Ursula, Ursula Mr. Skinner. Skinner. Bridget. 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 I'm really disappointed in us. I'm really upset with us. But yeah, um, Ruth Jones's character reminded me of Bridget and how she would watch like you know, go going to London all the time to find her daughter and whatever and can you imagine if Bridget was the person and her daughter was taken and they tied that back in? Ah, oh, amazing. I think I do love as well the kind of the, it's one that I'm not equipped to answer because it's never happened to me, but that kind of ethical quandary of, you know, 
would you rather believe that someone significant in your life is missing forever and kind of have that hope of maybe finding them one day? Would you rather find out that they've been like, I mean, in the real world, probably more realistic, right? That they've been like murdered. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like it's what. What would you prefer? You know, neither of those what are good outcomes. Prefer? Yeah, is it better to yeah. live kind of ignorantly in hope or to sort of know that they are gone? And knowing how they died and it was horrible. Yeah, no, you, you're right. It really raises really interesting questions. Um, yeah, I guess my, my personal final note I want to say is I think Eve Miles' performance in this episode is sensational. Like she mm. is. <sighs> wow, yeah. I mean, giving. she ate. She ate as always. Um, so adrift. What are you giving it out of five? Four. Nice, nice. Yeah, four. Really liked it. But not, not quite. It's a good episode of Tortured Man. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Nice. Uh, if it wasn't for the whole, why didn't you tell Gwen sooner that he screams for twenty hours of the day? It would have probably been a four. Yeah. Um, but that I just found that a really silly detail to leave out. Like, what the hell? Episode twelve, almost there. Fragments. Fragments. And here's the thing I'm gonna say. Right up top, right off the bat, right there. Why didn't we, instead of some of the episodes in this series, why didn't we get an episode about everyone's backstory before the finale? I needed it. I need to see it, especially Tosh. What the fuck? I need more. I need more. Elliot Elliot wants a Victorian Torchwood spinoff. Oh, right. Let's talk about it. So one of the ladies who plays one of the original members of Torchwood, uh, the actress is Amy Manson. She's the Scottish one. The way I fancy that woman, my god, she's hot. <laughs> they're the Padanostra gang, whatever they're called, but better. Better. They're better. They're better. They're the the original les. Of course, Torchwood was run by lesbians. Of course, it was. <laughs> the gays stay winning. Yes. Man, I gotta say, I I I'm I'm shaky about its placement in the series, but I love this. I love everything about this. It's really good. It's really fucking good. It's really like, fucking good. You, unit suck. Torchwood suck. But our characters, they don't suck. So, okay. I think the best way to go about this... Backstory by backstory? Yeah, backstory by backstory. So let's go with Jack. I love seeing Torchwood's origins. And I love that it directly relates to Tooth and Claw with Queen Victoria. But then it directly shows us what happened to Jack after Parting of the Ways. Yeah, and it also kind of plays nicely into something that happens in the next episode as well. Yeah, so then we see the fortune-telling little girl who was in the episode where Jack went to go get the gauntlet to Mm. bring Owen back to life. She says, you have to wait 100 years to find the Doctor, and Jack does. And that's love, bro. That's on love. That is love. And I like that Jack kind of doesn't really, when she first sort of presents the cards, he's kind of like, you know, oh, spooky. I gotta realise it's true. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, shit, I've gotta wait quite uh, a while. The 1999 team dying by being shot in the head by one of their own. That's. Mm. I wanna see. I wanna see more of that. Are you joking? Are you joking? Yeah, because the 21st century is when everything changes. And we're not ready. Yeah. That's so what he says. Alex. His name's Alex. Yeah. So Alex gets a locket or a pendant that tells him the future. Mm. And I'm assuming. Because he sees what happens to the members of Torchwood and he doesn't want that to happen to them. He just gives them a mercy killing, which is stupid. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, it's crazy. Um, or I guess, uh, da, 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 I guess 
or you can interpret it as they were going to do these things, but he intervenes and kills them. Mm. And we don't know what those things were. But it's so sad because he comes in, like it's about to be New Year's Eve. They're all going to celebrate. Jack yeah. comes in and Alex, who's the head of Torchwood, I assume, at that point, because he says he relinquishes all the power of Torchwood to Jack. That's what he says, right? Mm. He's like, my gift to you is make something good of this. So, cause I can't save you. I can't shoot you, you know, and then he shoots himself and then Jack's on his own and he has to rebuild from the ground up, um, which is mad. It's actually mad. Okay. So then Tosh next, we have Tosh and her backstory. My favorite backstory, I would say. Mm, it's a good one. I find it really interesting. I could have a whole episode on her backstory. It's just the way that Jack kind of almost saves her and recruits her into Tortured because she is so fucking clever. And I like the fact that when it first starts, you think that she's just working like a sort of, you know, it's going to do the sort of, ah, oh, she's like, she's clever, but she has to work a sort of boring nine to five office job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's actually undercover. Yeah. Kicking butt. And her, she's trying to help her mum, which is really sad. I will say, side note, when uh jack and tosh are in that warehouse place and he's interviewing her i love the way that shot and the lighting that's like one of the only good shots of the whole series no offense but like <laughs> no really, no you're really nice. you're you're right i also I, I like a lot yeah a lot of the stuff with the unit prison is very um very stark uh yeah i like the sort of the shots of all the prisoners walking and stuff but yeah so uh jack presents her with a working opportunity that can help wipe her record and she can live free you know and it's really cool then we get yanto's backstory which is very very fun so we see how he like essentially intercepts jack yeah yanto's is very is probably the cutest out of all of them it's very just, cute he just falls in love with jack he does but also tell me if you interpreted it this way so when jack says i'll see you at work tomorrow and he's like teary hmm it's because we know that he has an ulterior motive, which is to get um, Lisa into the hub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's very sort of heavily hinted at that, like, the whole reason he wants to... You know, he, there's a point where he talks about, oh, you must have all this tech and stuff like that. It's... it's uh, Yeah, I feel like it's hinted at on purpose. It's it's because he wants to help Lisa. It's very clever. I like that they didn't forget that. Um, but yeah, and he's like, I love the coat. <laughs> yeah, uh, when they have that second meeting, and he's like, "Yeah, you were checking me out." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They just have like a fun little date. Where they take down Pterodactyl, and then he falls on top of well, Ianto falls on top of him or whatever, which was actually quite hot. Not gonna lie, I was like, mm, yeah. "I see you." And then, um, as and then as Jack's walking off, he's like, "Love the suit, by the way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I like that one. But my favorite is Owens. Is it? It's Miley's favorite. It's Weirdly. sad. It's just sad, man. It's sad, but it's the most far-fetched, if you ask me, because it just feels like they didn't really think about... Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think... Okay, so obviously when we come into Owen in Series 1... Owen! Uh, <laughs> he disrespects women, and he's just a little hoe and sleeps around. To me... Owen just comes off so much more different in his backstory. And I get people change when they've gone through immense grief. I totally appreciate that. But it just feels, I don't know why his, his, I don't hate his backstory. Please don't get me wrong. Um, but it feels the most far-fetched to me. I don't know. No, I can, I can see it turning him into a, like a playboy kind of waster who just, you know, has no interest. Like I feel like, because he's very emotionally detached and I can kind of, 
you know, obviously it has that problem of it being backstory that's kind of hasn't been thought of until this point. So, you know, you're never going to have it organically weaved through the writing. But I do like the idea of him just kind of being emotionally shut off from women because mm. he's only ever, you know, he's loved somebody and that's probably the only person he'll ever love. And it also sheds light on why everything's so complicated with Tosh and yeah. stuff. But I guess. Again, it would have been interesting to learn this at some other point. <laughs> but I really like it. It's just sad. It's just sad, I think. It's very sad. I mean, I do like the whole like alien thing being in her brain. That was really well done, actually. That bit of effect was really cool. Um, yeah. And then same with... Um, oh, the bit where he sees Jack at the graveyard and just walks over and... Punches him. Walks him with the face. I will say, in my opinion, what Owen displayed wasn't enough, in my opinion, to hire him for Torchwood, if mm. you ask me. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's no sort of display of skill. It's more just like pity. Owen is a doctor, and I guess he looked into some CCTV, but that's it. Like, in my opinion, it's not enough. But there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I just personally feel. I don't know if you agree with me, but I just feel like each of their backstory could have been an episode. I don't know. Oh, is that silly? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it, it's it's a really good episode, but it's strange. It's a strange placement, and it's strange that it's all kind of crammed into. Yeah. One thing, but does that does that make it a bad episode? No, no, not at all, not at all. I mean, I was I was about to say, like, I think it's really impressive how they're able to have everyone's backstory and it doesn't feel rushed or crammed in at the same time. Like, I say that, I say I want it in an its own episode, but that's just me being purely because I love these characters and I want more of their backstory, not because yeah. it's underdeveloped or anything. I think it's really impressive how they were able to do all of that. Um. But yeah, I just think overall the structure of the episode is really good. So they get this, you know, they, they go investigate this building, this abandoned building. It explodes and all of them are stuck somewhere. And that's how we get their backstory. I think it's really, really good. Because we already know Gwen's backstory. So we don't need more of Gwen, which I think was the right decision. But she's come to help them and get them out of the rubble. And like, I mean, Tosh gets it really bad. She's really stuck under there. Do you know what I mean? Like, bless her. Yeah. Um, Owens is quite... Scary, scary. With the, the glass that just because you know that if that goes into his face, he's still alive. Yeah, he can't feel it, but still, it's like, do you want to be squished for the rest of your life? No, you don't. And then, for better or for worse, I'm not sure. I mean, I like the twist at the end. Don't know if I like what it leads into, <laughs> but I like that it's like what's going on, and then he gets a message from John Hart that it was all him allegedly. Yeah, it's quite like, you know, oh, bringing him back. So, fragments out of five, my dear. What are you doing? What are you saying? What is it giving? I'm saying that this is a five. Nice one. Out of five, because all of the backstories are interesting, consistently well put together. Again, I might have strange, I might think the placement's strange, and maybe it could be their own episodes, and maybe it might help inform earlier things, but it's his own episode. There's nothing in it that I watch and go, oh, that's bad, or I might change that. It is a genuinely, I think it's probably the best episode of Torchwood thus far. Agreed. I gave it a four. Boo. I gave it a four because, if anything, I wish it was a bit longer, and I do think it could have had a bit more. It's a really, really good episode. Really, really good. You see, I don't disagree. I don't even necessarily disagree with. It. I just don't think it's not enough to make me go. So therefore, I'm kind of penalising it. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. 
and episode 13, the final episode of Talks Red Series 2, Exit Wounds. What a depressing, depressing, depressing episode, my God. The episode that should be the big, the final test, the big game of chaos happening on the streets. And they've got three weevil costumes and a piss poor actor doing an American accent. Torchwood so far, so far, can I just put that on the record? So far, can't deliver on a finale. No, they really can't. They really can't. It's really quite stressful. We get a hoiks, which is fun. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I was like, is it hoiks? Run! Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> so, let's get it out of the way before we get into everything else. Grey. Cricket. Bad. Cricket. Actual crickets, actual insects, actual crickets. No. 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 Just no. I don't believe you. I don't believe it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes what? No No sense. sense. Badly acted. Badly written. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like to be negative on this podcast to people. We don't. Unless they deserve it. So I'm not going to say the actor's name, but the actor who plays Grey is terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he's not sort of committing to it 100%. I think maybe most of that's probably the writing and he doesn't feel very comfortable doing an American accent. Also, I have a feeling they only cast him because he does look like John Barrowman a little bit. Like, he could pass off as his younger brother, in my opinion, the way he looks. Absolutely. That's not enough, though. <laughs> no, no, you need talent, sweetie. Yeah, like, hun, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, I like that John not being the villain yeah. as a twist. Like, he's he's under control because he's got that he's got that thing attached to him which is disgusting, by the way. But it's like, like it's all starting off really well. That's the thing. Like, they're all in trouble. They're, Cardiff is fucked. It's fucked. Um, they're all separated. And then all of a sudden, Jack it goes into the hub. And we know John's there. He gets shot up on a mad one. It's very funny. It's very, very funny. And then he gets hung up taken onto the roof of a castle and then transported out and you're like oh what's going on this is so interesting and then you realize it's gray all along his brother who for some reason has a a thing against jack because he let go of his hand because he was in one episode do you know what i mean it's not how you set these things up in the first episode of the series kiss kiss bang bang john says i found gray he goes to find Grey, which again, you know, John is very good for doing that. And the fact he found him and tried to bring him back to because J- J- John does love him. That There's no denying that he cares for Jack and loves him in his weird fucking way. But because he's learned all these evil things from these creatures that took him, he decides to use John to get to Jack. Listen, I'm not saying what happened... Gray, I'm talking to you, even though you're not a real person. Jack, let go of your hand. I get it. It's not his fault, though. Like, what's, what was yeah, he supposed like, to do? If Jack did something genuinely kind of malicious, you know, I would understand. He didn't, though. He he was a child, as you were. 
you were running away. He was holding your hand and he let go. It was an accident. Fucking go cry, go cry to someone else about it. Actual cricket, like cricket. Like, I don't care. It doesn't make sense. It's like, you know, the favorite son who got to live and I didn't. And it's like, when was that ever in the storyline? We didn't even see that play out. Yeah, they were real bad. If anything, Grey was the favourite because the mum literally like hated Jack after that. So what a weird family. What a weird, weird family. Honestly. Sorry, I just wanted to bring it up now because honestly, the whole Grey thing was shit. It was shit. Yeah. It's pretty, it's bad. I don't care about John. I don't care about Jack's brother. Therefore, I don't care about this. I will say, I do want to bring up some things I did like. Gwen taking charge, as always, is fan-bloody-tastic. She is amazing. And I love how Reese watches her when she's, like, talking to the police. And he's just watching her like, I love this woman so much. And I'm like, I'm there with you, pal. We all do. What a woman. <laughs> she's amazing. It is mad. Like, it's supposed to be this whole big thing. But then the villain is just defeated so easily. Oh, yeah. It's... it's... I honestly... <laughs> very little care or memory of what happened to this and i watched it maybe seven hours ago yeah like okay so for me the only reason i gave this the rating i gave it is for tosh and owen okay tosh and owen that we lose two members of torchwood and it's sad as fuck yeah it is sad like i always watch this and i cry i'm not even joking like I hate this phrase I'm about to use. I hate this phrase. I don't like when people use this phrase, but I can only think of this phrase when this happens. Tosh getting shot is my 13th reason. It really is. (laughs) No, but it really is. Again, I hate that saying, and you should never use that saying, do as I say, not as I do. But, oh my God, every time she gets shot, it makes me so sad. Again, because I obviously knew that Tosh dies at some point, and that Owen dies at some point. So when, yeah, when she got shot, I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, it's it, like, that's it. She, yeah, she's definitely dying. It's just, that Owen and Tosh's deaths are so unbelievably sad as well, because Owen gets stuck in the room with all of the radiation, and he doesn't get out in time, and Tosh is there listening to it, and they're both stuck. I'm glad that Owen doesn't know that Tosh is hurt, because that would be even worse. Like... Mm. You know what I mean? And like, I do like that Owen is ready for death. Like he just, he's like, it's fine. Honestly, Tosh, it's fine. And he kind of just, he cut, he's at peace with it, you know, but it's, it's the way when Tosh dies, it's the way, it's the way Jack's holding her. Yeah. It's the way Gwen is trying to revive her and it's just, they're both just crying and it's so sad. And like Tosh looking up at Jack and smiling and it's like, I actually hate my life. I actually... It gives me chills even talking about it. It always gives me chills because it's so beautifully acted and it's such a sad scene. I don't know if this was the way I would want Tosh to go. I'm not 100% sure I like it. Yeah, like, again, I like that they die together Yes. and have a conversation. They kind of die together but yeah. not in the same location. But I still think it's not the way I'd want either of them to go. Yeah, same. Personally same i mean it's also really sad when owen's like we never got that date did we and it's like don't do this to me please Ah!" no 
no, 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 no. It's no. very, um, yeah, it's very sort of, you know, ten at the end of time. Mm. You know, because he starts by getting very angry. Oh yeah, and yeah. then just kind of has a little speecheroo. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very that. It's very that. I don't know about you though. Even sadder is when the team are packing up Owen and Tosh's belongings. Like when, oh, when Gwen picks up Tosh's glasses. I said, nah, I'm out. I'm actually done. It's over. I'm done. And then her video message that she obviously programmed before she died, in case she died. Of course, Tosh would do that. Like that is so Tosh. And we know that Tosh does a lot of stuff before she dies, mm. which happens in Doctor Who at some point. Maybe who knows? Of course, you know. You've obviously seen it. But yeah. You know, she leaves that message and she's just like, Owen, you never knew, but I love you. I love all of you. And I hope I did good. And you're like, <laughs> you know, like it's giving, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> wow. And then Jack's like, we need to carry on. And then Gwen's like, I don't know if I can, not after this. And it's, it's oh. going to be very strange going into next series without Owen and, Without Owen and Tosh, but it works, and I won't say how, but you'll find out when we review Children of Earth later on. So yeah, uh, and then after that, you know, Gray is just frozen and kept there because he's useless. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck did he even do? He let out some weevils. All right, boohoo, fuck me. Like, it's not. It was just bad. It was bad. Only thing I'll say though that he did. That was mm. like, oh, you're cold, is when he basically suffocated slash buried Jack to death. Yeah. That's ev- everyone's worst fear, isn't it? Waking up in a coffin and you're like, oh. Anyway, wow, what a weird finale. I thought bloody Abaddon was weird with Billis in series one, but this takes the biscuit. Jeez. Um, yeah. Out of five, what are you saying? Uh, two. Purely for, for like two good things. Yeah. I gave it a three, which is quite generous in hindsight, but I still would give it a three because the ending always makes me cry and uh, overwhelmed. We're at the end and the moment's been prepared for. So we're going to wrap up this episode with our standout moment. What didn't work? And our favourite quote. And then a cheeky little ranking. And then everyone can go off and live their lives. Because my god, this has been a fucking episode. Jesus. Yeah. So, babes. Babes. What's your standout moment of the whole oh, series? I don't know. Um... <laughs> don't make me do this. <laughs> yeah, do this. Um... I'd say, for me, my standout moment. It might sound like a quote, but it's a moment that makes me... I, I never forget it. I always think about it. At least once a year I think about it and I'm like, ah, oh, that was really sad. It's when Tosh says, Owen, just stay calm. And Owen says, oh, why should I do that? Where's the fun in that? I'm going to rage my way to oblivion. And Tosh says, please don't. And then Owen's like, why? Give me one good bloody reason why. One good reason why I shouldn't keep screaming. And then Tosh says, because you're breaking my heart. Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of. i not going to lie. I found that kind of cringe. Not, not, the, not, not the breaking my heart line, but... Owen Gorman's really chewing some some acting scenery with the script. I, that was a little... Uh, mm. 
That's fair. It's just Tosh's take. Tosh. It's, it's very good. Delivery. Tosh's line is very good, but that. Like, because yeah. you're breaking my heart. Oh. God. Yeah. Have you thought of one? Um, I don't know. There's lots that I like, but yeah, maybe, maybe Owen's Owen's backstory. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. Maybe very sad. It struck a chord with you. Struck a chord. Struck a chord. Hey, look at us. So, what didn't work for you in series two of Torchwood? Captain John Hart. Ha! There you go. At Reese. And you liked not... Reese. Don't lie. No, no, I, no. I, I, there was a couple of episodes where I was like, "Oh, Reese isn't that bad," but um, well, I didn't do a full one eighty on Reese because I still kind of don't like him. Um, Fair enough. But Fair not enough, as much that's as I don't truth. like Captain John Hart. Um, Fair dues. Fair and also dues. Also, Miles weird acting in that one episode. But other than that, pretty, pretty, pretty good overall. But John Hart and Gray hate. <laughs> what about you? I have two things. Uh, one of them I already mentioned, so I'll start with that. And it's Gray's anger towards Jack. It feels totally unjustified and totally out of left field and makes no sense. And therefore makes the whole fucking thing stupid. Um, and then the second thing is, again, not to criticise anyone specifically. I think all creatives are amazing. And I really admire everyone who works in TV and film. You should be treated as the kings and queens and people you are, the the amazing creative that you are. But my God, the way this series was shot was terrible. Like no consideration for lighting, except that one scene with Tosh and Jack, you know, just everything was shot. It just made it, it cheapened the whole thing for me. Yeah. Cause I mean, Doctor Who is similarly limited, but, has a kind of creative streak through it that makes a lot of it visually very nice to look at. Exactly. Favourite quote then? Is there a quote from the series that stands out? <laughs> um, no no real serious ones because again, I feel like there's so many that I kind of enjoy, you know, I know that you'll probably have quite a, uh, a nice heartfelt one but, uh, you know, yeah, get, uh, stay away from her, you ugly bitch, is quite uh, those run free in my That's head. That's quite good. Yeah. That's quite good. Um, mine is a silly one also. Yeah. And it's from episode one, I believe. And it's when Owen says, let's all have sex. And then Yanto's like, and I thought the end of the world couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I do like that. That's good. Yeah. Lives rent free in my head as well. Okay. So ranking time. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Let's get it moving and grooving. Tip for tat. As always, babes, number 13. What was yours? Meat. Mine was... To the last man. Oh. Oh. What is your number 12? Mine is meat. Ooh. Mine is kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh. Number 11. What was yours? A day in the death. Mine was sleeper. Oh. Ah. What, uh, what was your number 10? From out of the rain. Oh. Hey. Mine was to the last man. Fair is. Number nine. Give it to me. Exit wounds. Okay, fair. Mine was a day in death. A day in the death, sorry. Nice. Number eight. Reset. Oh. I got from out of the rain. Number, number seven. Exit wounds. 
Ah, ah, ah. walking. I see that. I see that. I hear. Number six. Reset. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Ooh. Oi. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Top five. Top five. Here we go. Okay. Number five for me. Something borrowed. Oh. Ah. I've got Adam. Oh. Cracking the top five. Interesting. Okay. Four. In adrift. Mine is Dead Man Walking. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, top Number three, three babe. Number three. three. Give it to me. It's Sleeper. Wow, I so disagree, but fair enough. Mine's Adrift. Nice. Number two. Oh, here we go. Okay. Number two for me is Fragments. Oh. Oh. That's funny, because number two for me is Something Borrowed. Mm. We've not we've differed on every single one, haven't we? Which is nice. Makes a change. It makes a change. Number one, big one. What, what are you saying? Fragments. It's fragments. And for me, it's Adam, which I know is a rogue choice, but no, I, I mean, love it. Fair play. It's a good episode. I really love it. I really love it. So going over it, my ranking is number thirteen to the last man. Number twelve, meat. Number 11, Sleeper. Number 10, From Out of the Rain. Number 9, A Day in Death. Day in the Death. Again, say it right, damn, for God's sake. Number 8, Reset. Number 7, Exit Wounds. Number 6, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. Number 5, Something Borrowed. Number 4, Dead Man Walking. Number 3, Adrift. Number 2, Fragments. Number 1, baby, Adam. Elliot, take it away. For me, that list was number 13, Meat. Number 12, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Number 11, A Day in the Death. Number 10, To the Last Man. Number 9, Exit Wounds. Number 8, From Out of the Rain. Number 7, Dead Man Walking. Number 6, Reset. Number 5, Adam. Number 4 was Adrift. Number 3 was Sleeper. Number 2 was Something Borrowed. And my favourite episode of Torchwood Series 2 was Fragments. All I'm going to say is this for the Taylor Swift fans of the podcast. The line, I let go of his hand was the original you dropped my fucking hand <laughs> and if you know you know if you know you're sad yes confirmed well that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the come along pond podcast we hope you had fun we sure did if you like what you heard and you want to support the show you can do so by going to patreon that's patreon.com forward slash come along pond podcast at the moment we have one tier, it's the companion tier, it's £3, and for that you get a shout-out on the show. So, if you want to be as cool as River, as Bulldozer7113, as Jason, as Becca Judson, Smith, as Abby Potts, as Jack Wilson, as Jack Parker, as Ben Somersault, Miria Sarah, Grace, and Lucy Gallagher, Calvin, and Smiths and Legends, some beautiful new people joining us over there, you can do so. However, if you want to just give a one-off donation, ko-fi.com forward slash come along pond podcast, ko-fi dot com forward slash come along pond podcast you can give us the price of a cup of coffee each one for me one for damla you know probably both of us but if there's one of us that you really prefer you can do that if you really want to but i you know, would not recommend it um however you're thinking times are hard and they are they are i, I get it it's fine but you still want to join in the show somehow baby we got emails we're partying like it's 1999 if you want to be as cool as Jack, as Penny, as Anna, you can send us an email. We will endeavour to read it out on the show and, as Damla said, up the top. So eloquently, so beautifully, 
dare I say, sensually. You don't have to shower us in praise. You don't have to ask questions. Email us anything you like. We will read it out because we appreciate every single person who takes the time to type things into the show. We love you. However, email's not your bag. Absolutely fine. There is a tech billionaire runs a platform called TikTok, and over there we post silly little clips, fun little vignettes, and hot girl chats of us getting up to all kinds of crazy scrapes. So if you think, God, I've listened to all of the episodes, but you just want to hear the best bits, the highlights, and the lowlights over there on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash come along bomb podcast, you can argue with weirdos in the comments, because that is basically what we do anyway. However, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I don't want to use TikTok. I don't like it. I don't have an app installed on my phone. I wish that there was some kind of big central platform that allowed you to have TikToks on them, but as a different thing, maybe named after sort of film things. Boy, are you lucky. Instagram. I'm talking polls. I'm talking stories. I'm talking reels. I'm talking lives. Instagram. Come along, Pond Podcast. It is the one-stop shop to get an update on anything you need about the show. You'll find out when we're posting an episode. You'll find out about when we're having delays. You, For instance, you might have gone, last Tuesday, there was an episode of the show. Now there is. Well, if you'd been following us over on Instagram, you would have known that because we announced it. So do that, yeah? Send us a DM, fun little messages, whatever. We'll try and reply to you. Um, but yeah, that is your one-stop shop to get every single piece of information you need about cap in your ears. But with all of that being said, thank you so much for listening. Damla, it has been a pleasure beyond description speaking to you again. And it's been absolutely lovely talking to you, my lovely. And I'm so excited because it's Christmas next week, even though we're in the middle of August. <laughs> it's Kylie. It's Christmas. It's all go. It's all going on so you know where you need to be. That's right here next week. Heard them. Heard them. There you go. Anyway... What? Big updates coming. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really love and appreciate every single one of you. And we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 I let go of his recording. I let go of the fucking podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.